Why, they don't even have their name trademarked. They don't know they what don't they're have doing. They trademark. They're idiots. They're stupid. I can't they're believe it. money away. Someone's going to, yeah, they're leaving money on the table. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's September 19th, Sunday. It's 2010. Time to give my nation media assassination episode 236. This is No Agenda. Smoking an old Holborn rolled in rice paper because I'm still allowed to here at the Hilltop Watchtower, Crackpot Command Center, and Gimmo Nation West in the People's Republic of Southern California. Yay, in the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where the trains are running at low speeds, I'm John C. Dvorak. <laughs> in the morning. I'm trying to hit an in the morning when you make me laugh. Every Sounds like you're time. Fa- falling on the in the morning thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I slipped. You're right. I'm trying Oops. to play it off. In the morning to you, John. And in the morning to you and all ships at sea and to the human resources out there. Well, not just out there, the ones that are in the chat room at noagendachat.net. That's where the party always is. Hope you're all nice and charged up because your government wants you that way. Generate some electricity. Might as well get used to it. Yes, indeed. Ah, wow, 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 wow. So we got an interesting letter from a fan, producer. Uh, uh, actually, uh, an ex- is it? I think a knight isn't Era uh, Dardarian is a knight. Oh yeah, he's a he's a knight now. That's right. He was a knight. A, yeah, Sir Sir Era. Yeah, yes, make no mistake, Sir Era Dardarian. It was a great note, actually. Why don't you read it, John? I don't have it. Oh, you douchebag. <laughs> I've, got, I've got the other thing on my screen. You are screen. such a douchebag. You're like, I want to do this thing. You're like The whole prep is no, like. No, I uh, said, you read the letter. You call, go in, you, you call, in, you call in and like, here's what I'm, I want to do this. I want to go there. I want to start with this. <laughs> See, this is why we and, don't and then, rehearse and, and then, even try. And then, and then you, you say, now, do you have that link? And I have to go looking for the link. Okay, I have the story. Hi, guys. I have to tell you a very quick story that made me proud. This is from Sir Aradardarian, Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable, also an executive producer, of course. Last night, my family and I were driving in our car. My wife brings up a story about Katy Perry calling out an ex-flame who, quote, happened to be sitting in the first rows of one of, at one of her concerts. She even changed the words to the next song to incorporate his name. My wife says, oh, what a poor guy. My 14-year-old daughter, Grace, pipes up and says, Mom, seriously, you don't think that was a setup? Then I respond, Gracie? You're thinking like a No Agenda producer. She had a big smile on her face and said, Well, you made me listen to it enough. Something must have sunk in. I love that. Yep, we're doing our part of corrupting the teenagers of America. <laughs> no, it's, it's fantastic. So they're not suckered by every dumb thing that comes down the pipe. Exactly. We are changing the face of America. We are helping families rear their youngins. And uh, I'm quite proud of that, actually. Although, you know, when I read that note, I immediately was thinking to myself, oh, geez, you know, all the talk about hookers and blow and all the F-bombs and everything. It's like... <laughs> well, you're the F-bomb, my <laughs> No, you... Well, you've been known to drop an F here or there. I so. do it like once a month just for effect, for actual impact. <laughs> oh, that's right. And it does impact us all. Well, you some, you always comment. All right, so we did that. Now, what was next on your agenda? Well, then the next thing on the agenda. <laughs> your agenda. <laughs> yes. Uh, did I lose you already? Oh, blow me. Jeez Louise. For our Brazilian producers. Hold on, hold on. John, 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 like John, John, John. Hold on a second. Hold on. You dropped out for a second. Okay, what's next on your agenda? You got to so start ne- on the agenda. Yes, the agenda. The, uh, your agenda. On my agenda, mm-hmm. the uh, that note reminded me of this article because somebody sent in actually breathless. Oh, you, do you think that uh, uh, 
uh, Chavez is like d- starting a, a, a nuke program down in Venezuela <laughs> because of this article. Yeah. And this article is a piece of propaganda that is an indictment of a couple that apparently were passing uh, uh, nuclear weapons data to someone they believe it's to all, be. A, it, and it's always from Los Alamos National Laboratory. I mean, that thing is like a sieve. Don't we know this well, by either now? that or these, uh, these people may have been this may be a. a they may have been moles for all we know, and they've been pulled out. And this is the methodology. I mean, I'm still wondering where, where's the where's the uh, that Fort Hood shooter? What did they do with him? <laughs> Don't worry, he? he's hanging out with. I haven't the, heard anything. He's hanging out with Ken Lay in uh, Paraguay. So they they structure now. The Washington Times. We now have to assume, and I didn't do it. Have enough time to go into the works of Jerry Sepper, the Washington Times writer. Ooh, I'll do that while you're talking. Do that while we're talking. Uh, they write up this piece, which is uh, which has all the disclaimers in it, but they're all at deep in the article. And if you realize that most people, when they read uh, uh, newspaper articles, they tend to just look at the headline and maybe look at the first uh, paragraph. So the first paragraph on this headline, couple indicted in nuclear weapons case. A former scientist at the Los Alamos National Laboratory in New Mexico and his wife have been indicted by a federal grand jury on charges of communicating classified <laughs> nuclear weapons data to a person they believe to be a Venezuelan government official mm. and conspiring to, conspiring to participate in the development of an atomic weapon for Venezuela. <laughs> the Justice Department said he, on he Friday. He can't even keep his, his oil depots from blowing up from lightning strikes. You're going to build no nuclear weapon. Well, so the whole thing makes it sound, you realize, oh, my God. So, so two things come to mind. One is Chavez is working on a bomb, A, or wait, you can't not associate Chavez, because we've already done it, with that idiot in Iran, Ahmadinejad. And so, it, it, it even, I think it even says it somewhere, doesn't it, in the article? Like his, his new friend? Maybe it might have been. Whatever the case was, this is to do. This is an associative article. So you you put this out there, and it, get, it puts into the. This is how you, people believe that Iraq somehow was involved in nine eleven. It's because you know, of it, these kinds of articles. It's funny, John, because Colin Powell was on Meet the Press this morning, and you know, you know when they roll that guy out, it's time to communicate something. You know, so it's the lies are gumming again, and of course we know Colin Powell was the liar who stood there with the yellow cake. <laughs> yeah, I liar, know. liar, liar. <laughs> Have you ever seen that uh, that sign uh, in uh, that uh, in Ron Bloom's office from Colin Powell? Have you ever read that? No, because uh, he went to there was like some Kleiner Perkins thing, and Colin Powell, who was I think a limited partner to yeah, he's a Kleiner limited Perkins, partner. Um, and and uh, and uh, he signed it for Ron, and it's I can't remember it verbatim, but it's something like a quote saying, um, you know, you you uh, you were part of the team. And even if you disagree with the mission, you still have to be a part of the team. Something like you know to that to that matter. I'm like, oh my oh, god, yeah. that's exactly what he did. He was a part of the yeah. team to go you know to go invade He's a Iraq. Team He's a team player. That's right, team player. Liar. So anyway, the article goes on. It mentions very carefully that it, later in the article it says, by the way, what does it say about Venezuela? Bloom, we don't know. Venezuela is just used as a stooge. We don't know anything if they're doing anything at all whatsoever. But it's buried. Yeah. And then it gets back into the story about how they, you know, taped these conversations. Uh, 
Mr. Mascaroni discussed his program for Macaroni. developing <laughs> Mascaroni. I know it's it's what it is. It's now click on the link for the author and tell me this guy isn't the largest you've ever seen. Look at him with his sunglasses. This is funny. Click on his name. I'm, I'm clicking. <laughs> <laughs> you look at this guy, it's like... Oh, <laughs> this guy looks like he just got out of the CIA. <laughs> Working in the Ecuador department, you know. Jerry Seeper. <laughs> Wait, I got to put that in the chat room. They'll get a kick out of that one. That's funny. Mexican, Mexican, here's his articles. Mexicans with gang ties arrested in California. <laughs> these, these are the people who write for the Washington Times. Just as IG probing black He's wearing camp. a Hawaii shirt. Look at it. Yeah. Yeah, this, this looks the guy looks, you know, a couple more years I'll look like this guy. What do you mean couple more years? Hey. That's <laughs> what's rounds up. Anyway, anyway, a lot of gang stuff. Yeah, Drugs and gangs, all kinds of DEA it's stuff. Jerry, man. It's Jerry's beat. <laughs> Jerry is beat. <laughs> so anyway, so it goes on and they, the whole thing makes it sound like something's going on. There's nothing going on. The whole thing's a scam. I think the guy just had to you know, it was like, could you please fill up 700 words no this yeah. thing was set up to make us be suspicious we're going to we're going after chavez well of course we are we, we're, we've been we, going after him you know we try if you read the the uh, secrets of an economic hit or the confessions, confessions of an economic hitman chavez is prominently mentioned as one of the guys we tried to kill and didn't well you know i'm quite sure that this whole um Netherlands Antilles turning into a basically a, a full-on municipality of the Netherlands on ten 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 has something to do with it because mm. then it's you know it's going to be Gitmo it, lowlands it's going to be it's really it's going to be the Netherlands that will no no longer Netherlands Antilles just the the Netherlands it'll be Gouderland and uh, and he's got his oil there so it's it's all a part of it they are closing in for sure and he says it he, Chavez is saying it oh, this is no good. Crapola. Crap you know what's really good though is he's got that polar beer. Yeah, he's got some awesome beer. I have to say it. So uh, don't blow up that factory, guys. We like the beer. Polar beer. You've had it. The way they pronounce it is polar. But it's, polar. It's, You've had it. it? Yeah. Oh yeah. We uh, we drank it. Oh, you had it in, in the Antilles. Yeah, in Bonaire. Oh, it's it's really good beer. It's huh. really nice. If you drink it right out of the bottle, it's it's awesome. But it's uh, it's it has a polar bear on it. And it's uh, so, of course, it's polar, but you pronounce it polar locally. So anyway, this article, we will put it in the show notes, but this article is su such a crock. It's, I mean, it's such an obvious planted article to get us to think bad things about Venezuela when Venezuela is not working on anything. No. Yeah, they're making beer. That's all they're doing. So, well, they're uh, trying to and putting on TV shows with that crazy Chavez as but, the yeah. host. Hello, Presidente. But should you see uh, Jerry Seeper anywhere, eh, give him a douchebag from Adam and John. You may not recognize him because of his glasses. He's incognito. <laughs> he <doesn't>. <laughs> <laughs> I love that picture. <laughs> He's a douchebag. All right, John, uh, did we see any support from uh, our producers out there this week? Yeah. Oh, that doesn't sound. I'm very sorry. I, was, I, was, I clicked on Seeper's first article written for the place in like 2008, and it has to do with Clinton's vanishing papers. Anyway, uh, yeah, we got uh, three executive producers. Oh, that's nice, uh, including Norman McDonough. Uh, McDonough, I think is how you pronounce it. Mc McDonough. McDonough. Could be McDonough. I think it could be McDonough. Kitchener. 
Kitchener, Ontario, $350 one-time credited donation. Uh, Paul Couture, again, from uh, the latest. Hello, That's going. Sir Paul. Sir Paul, sorry. Antioch, Tennessee, three thirty-three thirty-three. And by the way, I did get my coins. They're fantastic. Oh, aren't they just the most beautiful things in the world? Yeah, no, they're just fantastic. You couldn't ask for a better coin. No. Well, he, we'll talk about but, it you know, in a moment. Paul is, a, is a really an artist more than anything else, and so he essentially... Uh, I mean, the design is perfect. I, you couldn't do a better job. I got, I got a note from Paul. He, um, he's also like, isn't he a, P, is he a Drupal guy or PHP guy? Drupal. 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 <clears throat> so he, uh, he presented the No Agenda Art Generator, which is at noagendaartgenerator.info, a Drupal camp in uh, Asheville. Uh, he says in his note, had about 78 new people being hit in the mouth, including three that mentioned they knew the formula. 125 coins left for the 10, 10, 10 coins. So you better hurry up if you want to get in on that one. Go to noagendafans.com. You know, locally they call Asheville Sheville. Mm. And you can go to sheville.com, S-H-E-V-I-L-L-E.com, and see the reason why. Isn't that a and when you visit Asheville, you understand it. Isn't that a tranny site? No, Sheville is... It's a, it, the, the Asheville, uh, Asheville, North Carolina is... Uh, Populated uh, hugely by um, women of the women persuasion. Oh, really? Of the women yeah. of the female persuasion. Hence, I, do, you, do you have a problem female. saying lesbians or homosexuals? What? I refuse. Okay. Uh, Jeffrey Yang, Flushing, New York, three thirty three thirty three, and he becomes a knight, so he'll be Sir Jeffrey after the Is show. Is that how you pronounce it? It looks like Jeffe. It's what it looks like, but if you look at his note, oh, and, you're right, and, Jeffrey. I'm sorry, you're right. Really, to want to squeeze into the Sunday show, blah, blah, blah. He's got an interview for a job on Monday. Next time he, you know, okay. I was just complaining to him that he got his thing in late. Rick Zanotti, uh, and those are our executive producers. Rick Zanotti, Camarillo, California. Camarillo Brillo, $250 in the morning to you. Love the show, John and Adam, in the world of darkness. You give light. If you could mention a new app that we did, it would be great. It's a fun, simple app called Your Inner Master. Yeah, cool. I gotta, I gotta it's check that one out. Owned by the NSA, and it's fun. Sufi, <laughs> what? It's owned by the NSA. Wait a minute. Serious, goofy, and has one no agenda line in it. There are 105 responses, so you have to play with it. And then he has a Bitly link, which is impossible to read. In a couple of weeks, we're uh, releasing a serious meditation app. Something Adam needs. We will. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> Okay. He sent more money then. Hold on a second. Let me check out. Well, I'm. I'll, uh, if it's reviewable, I'll do it on the Big App Show. Obviously, and that's what we're here for. Is it? So I would assume it's an iPhone app. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter because if it's, I'm doing Android apps pretty soon. Oh, good. End of the month, Lu- I hope. Lucas Hokinson. Oh, yeah, he's a familiar supporter, a patron. Selkirk, Manitoba, Canada. Uh, two twenty-seven eighty-five. This two twenty-seven eighty-five will finish off my knighthood. Hope uh, get it in on time. Yeah, he did. He, he, he got it in on time for, for the for last Thursday's show, so he's going to be our uh, knight again. And Rory Stone, uh, Rapid City, South Dakota. Uh, he's twenty-three years old, uh, living between Billings, Montana, and Rapid City, South Dakota, which. Also is the middle of nowhere nine four five three seven. I listen to No Agenda to an absurd amount with sometimes ten plus hours driving some weeks. Whoa. There you go. I would appreciate a small plug for the Rorystone.com site, R O R Y Stone dot com. Uh Eric East deserves another de douching. Mm-hmm. You've been de douched. 
there but goes he wants again. There's, there's some there. other. He wants some complexity here that we can't accomplish. Well, this is due to the fact that my buddy Eric, he's, because has been just, he's getting, Roy. Next time, <laughs> make these sentences instead of just one series of words. He's been accepted to the SDSM and T. Well, <laughs> South hey. Dakota Southern Methodist and Technical School Biomedical Engineering Master's Program. Good on you. But he never donated, so give him a douchebag shout out. Douchebag. I don't know what that's all about. And my and by the way, Roy will be a knight today. Michael Hager, St. Louis, Missouri, two hundred dollars. Loves the show. All right, that's it. PR mentions um Mark Lakenna says, hey, I just got my challenge coins from NoAgendaFans.com the other day. Came up with a new idea. My coin is number 371. I'm going to play the Connecticut Daily Number Lottery with that number for a month. John, John this is really weird. Is that... Where's that coming from? What? Oh, wait. It's, it's coming from my mic. What the hell? Yeah, this is weird. Hey, what the hell? It's because that little bug that they put in the mic is now bumping up against the diaphragm. It's really weird. Listen to that. Do you hear it? No. Hold on a second. Where, how is that happening? What is it? That, what sound is it making? You don't hear that. No. Well, be quiet for a second. You don't hear that? No. That is the weirdest thing. Ask man. the chat room if they hear anything. It's maybe it's. Uh, well, if you pound the mic, I can hear that. <laughs> well, I have a feeling that that it could be um, that maybe we're having tremors or something that it's coming because you know I have a stone floor. Delirium tremens. <laughs> Shut up. God, that that is the weirdest thing. I, I, oh, you mean you think the place is vibrating? Yeah, maybe it could I, be yeah, sliding I, down I, the hill in a second. <laughs> hey, I'm surfing. I'm goofy down the hill now. I don't know what's going on. Uh, don't don't worry about it. If it cuts out, then you know what's going on. Anyway, yeah. uh, I'm going to play the Connecticut uh, Daily Number Lottery with that number uh, for a month. Oh, God. I, I, John, this is weird. Crawl KJ. I don't know what to do about this. This is. Well, it's only bothering you, apparently. No, the chat room hears it. Oh, they do? Well, what are they hearing? What does it sound like? Can you describe this? It's like... Oh. Well, it's... it's Maybe it's... <laughs> yeah, no, don't, you don't even say it. Don't even say it. All right, well, Mark, good luck with that. As John actually replied to your email, yeah, good luck with that. Um, and then, uh, you know, we, we often... We, that wasn't the tone I had. Yeah, it was pretty much the tone you had. That's because email does not adequately... Give tonal indication with any accuracy. Here, let me try this. Ooh. Now oh, that, that changed something. Yeah. Hold on a second. Maybe your mic's a piece of crap. No. Well, it's a pile PR40. So, it's I don't a pile know. of crap, then. It's, it's a PR pile of crap. Okay. There we go. That's, You're on a, on a 40? Yeah. You don't, a it doesn't sound bassy enough. Um, I, it doesn't? No, I think it. Uh, you know what? I don't care what you think. Um, you know how we often think or suspect that uh, writers in Hollywood listen to this show? I, I, I'm pretty. Well, you I, suspect it more than I do. Well, come on. I mean, the, uh, at the John Stewart show, we know at least there's one writer listening to us there. Yeah, because they, you know, they throw all of a sudden they come up with hot pockets. Yeah, right. Come on, please. I actually know one of the writers there. Uh, well, well, then maybe there's a connection. But I think there's also a connection um, at the producers of SpongeBob SquarePants. And because uh, so, there's there's this bit 
uh, the, who sent this in to me? Uh, Bruce Bibau. Uh, and this, I guess this aired just uh, yesterday. So it's the brand new episode called Not Normal. SpongeBob wants to become normal. So he watches a videotape about how to become normal. Now, this already fits in with the entire No Agenda uh, theme of the show. At the end of the how-to, well, listen for yourself. How to be normal. Hmm, this videotape should help. Are you tired of being called a freak? Do people throw you out of their homes? Well, do they? Yes, yes, and yes. Then join me as I take you on a journey into normality. Normality. The life of a normal person is relatively simple. Here is your typical average Joe on his way to work. See how he is dressed. Even his hair is boring. Notice his features. Nice and smooth, without a crater or freckle to be seen. Crater and freckles? In his office space, Mr. Normal, at least that's what it says on his name tag, works at a steady and monotonous pace, just as all the other normals do. Take note of how they communicate with each other. Hi, how are you? At the end of the day, Mr. Normal packs his things and goes home to merrily start the cycle again in the morning. I don't know. And now, of course, the chat room is saying it, it apparently is a really old episode. So maybe, ah. maybe I'm just wrong. That's all right. We can be wrong from time to time. Sounded like a SpongeBob. That's what I said. SpongeBob Squares. SpongeBob hasn't been on the, hasn't produced a new show for about five, five years before. I think they haven't <laughs> produced a show since we began. I'm glad I brought it up. <laughs> Anyway, thank you. Uh, our thanks to our executive producers for uh, today's program: Norman McDonough, Sir Paul Couture, Jeffrey Yang, associate executive producers Rick Zanotti, Lucas Hokuson, Rory Stone, and Michael Hager. Uh, as you know, this is an official credit. You can put it in your email, on your business card, on your resume. Uh, just like a Hollywood credit, it can even go into your IMDb profile. Unlike a Hollywood credit, you can always call us up and we'll vouch for you because it works exactly the way it works in in the real world. You pay for something, you help the show, you are a producer, executive or associate executive. All the rest of you, go out and propagate the formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. New world order. Fight it and say it loudly. Shut up, Steve. On uh, Thursday's show, John, you had this very uh, kind of uh, tedious analysis of, uh, what was it, uh, what's her name? I don't remember. The, the crazy uh, Catholic chick, Christine O'Donnell. Yeah. It's and, getting better. Yeah, it's, well, I figured it out, I think. Okay. So, so Christine O'Donnell, uh, of course, uh, was, uh, ex- she grew up in... New Jersey, I think, right? And uh, yeah, yeah, and and it was. Uh, I was. What, what was I watching? Uh, Bill Maher. Uh, it must have been. A, I don't know if it was a repeat or whatever. I can't watch the guy's show, but it, we we passed by it last night, and uh, Bill Maher apparently had her on his show when it was politically incorrect. Yeah, years ago, nineteen ninety nine, yeah. as a matter of fact. And then uh, she tells the story about her first date was actually uh, a date with a witch. And uh, the date took place at a sat- satanic altar, <laughs> which is kind of uh, kind of weird. Uh, the Mail Online actually has a uh, uh, has a rundown of uh, 
of this particular and she looks kind of cute as like a, a, a young Jersey girl. And she was very promiscuous, you know, Catholic high school girl in trouble, essentially, is uh, is what she uh, what she is. And uh, I'm, and I'm looking at this, I'm reading about her and I'm like, you know, what is going on here? And by the way, she has a huge ass. And if you ever see her in profile, my God, the, the ass is like this, is like a bootay sticking out. Not that it makes any difference. But then all of a sudden I'm seeing her. I'm seeing Sarah, you know, seeing Sarah Palin and it hits me. It's so obvious. These are MK Ultra. They are MK Ultra girls. Now, if you don't know what MK Ultra is, please <laughs> Google. Going, this is that second half no, of the show. No, you keep doing no. this every week. But this MK Ultra and Project uh, Monarch are well known. They've been admitted by the CIA. You know, even Clinton He's has too young. Even who says they stopped the program? And, and and in fact, they have something known as the presidential model, which is. Uh, so essentially, it's a it's a MK Ultra slave that is clean and can be used for um, uh, for sex with uh, important people like presidents. They call it the presidential model. How funny is that that Sarah Palin actually ran on the, on a you know on a presidential ticket? She is a presidential model, and she is she's clean, pristine, and this girl is cl- it's clear. It, this is MK Ultra to the max, no doubt about it. Google that stuff. Couple links in the show notes, and uh, when you put it together with the promiscuous sex. With the uh, satanic altar on her first date with witchcraft, she even says, "Oh yeah, there was a little bit of blood there." I mean, come <laughs> yeah, on! I, love that one. I mean, come on! It's so obvious. These are mind-controlled drones that are being put into politics. I, <laughs> she has a. Yeah, well, yeah. she's got no. She's never had a job in her life, by the no. way. No, of course not. This is the, you know Ron Paul's got to be at his wits end. Apparently, he's been hinting around that these guys have been co-opted. But the, the the you know these everybody's so proud of themselves. Rush Limbaugh and Hannity, you know, they're all so proud of themselves for getting this woman elected over this guy they think's a, a douchebag, Castle. Yeah. And uh, the fact of the matter is, hey. I don't give a crap who you put up, but put somebody at least that shows. St- is that the best you can do? A person that's never worked a job in their life, <laughs> but she fits. So- we spent all our time complaining about Obama having nobody with any business experience. Are going to put a woman like that up? But that's what that's what that's what makes it so perfect. You know, she's perfect for for running the country. <laughs> she has no experience. It's like you could almost put it on uh, Monster dot com. Do you have no experience whatsoever? Have you never held a real job in your life? Do you like satanic sex? Are you a dummy? <laughs> you yeah, a complete dummy? Okay, you're in. <laughs> Congratulations. Would you like $130,000 a year in salary? All you have to do is look for anything attached to the Tea Party Express. That's the group behind all this crap. MK Ultra. You tea partiers, including a couple of our knights, are being duped by these people. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. I I, th- I think slowly we're getting through to people. I think I think we are. We're, we're, hey, look, we're we're having influence on fourteen year old kids. Well, this that's is probably good. Our, that's probably our target audience. <laughs> this is good. And there's another thing. A couple weeks ago, we we really didn't go anywhere with it because you kind of threw it at me and I wasn't prepared for it. You had a whole bunch of links. Maybe we didn't even discuss it in the show. We had a whole bunch of links about the CIA and uh, the I is it the ISI Pakistan's. CIA? Oh, the ISS. I'm oh, sorry, the ISS. I'm thinking to myself, you know, when you sum it all up, right, we've got Blackwater all over Pakistan. Hundreds of Pakistanis have been killed. We've got drones flying over Pakistan, literally like zapping people out of their homes. 
<laughs> Maybe this. The place. I'm thinking this whole Afghanistan thing is just a smokescreen. Because if you look at the 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 top of uh, uh, and you do this from time to time, you know when you read read about a country in the news, look at it on Google Earth. The top of Pakistan borders on China. So and you know, and you know that uh, of course uh, uh, our administrations have been very closely tied to China for decades. And uh, let me. Oh yeah, that's right. They're paying our rent. Do you think that maybe it's uh, part of what's what's happening? This prolonging of bullshit in Afghanistan is really just a smokescreen to take away Pakistan's nukes, completely undermine the country, which I think is happening quite well. Oh yeah, uh, maybe use some weather modification to drown the fuckers, and, <laughs> and and you know, and then the black gold can flow right through Pakistan, right from China, right through northern Pakistan. I think that we've been we've maybe even been duped a little bit. Oh, you know, you, the listeners out there have to assume that you and I are going to be duped as much as anybody, except that we're trying to maintain an awareness of being duped. We're trying on a higher yeah. level because 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 we have to do this show. Yeah, twice a week. Twice a week. So we try to de-dupe ourselves as much as we can. But yeah, no, we could be we I mean there could be another layer after that that we're missing. And, but yeah, that's a possibility. It makes sense to me. And the, and if you talk to and and we've had input to this effect, if you the the public in in uh, Pakistan all believes that the whole activity in the area, all of it has nothing to do with anything but getting the nukes. That's what the man on the street in Pakistan believes. That makes a lot. Do, do we have any listeners in Pakistan? They're just like the Indians. They're cheap. So <laughs> no, no it's, it's okay. I, I hereby uh, give a presidential no-agenda pardon to any listeners in... Uh, even if you're in India and you have information about Pakistan and you're a cheap bastard, it's okay if you're a douchebag. And by bag. the way, it's the Indians who told us that they're cheap bastards. Yes, we're not making, we're not it, making up. it up. Um, send us some information about what the man on the street really thinks. You know, we have nothing. We got we got plenty of stuff from uh, from Australia. We got uh, you know we have one or two listeners in China, but we have literally nothing from Pakistan. Yeah, and you know that because it's an English speaking country, mm-hmm. along with their their other languages. But Pakistan and India both have listeners there's a billion people there somebody's got to be listening to our show that could give us some input it was just another political murder we'll get a note from the isi some some stooge Wait, what, yeah, yeah, really what is the mqm that's uh, isi yeah what is that what is the mqm is that a political party in uh in isi Pakistan? not iss by the way i said isi you yeah, said no, iss i said iss yeah. mqm uh, what about yeah it's a party i think okay so did you know that the leader dr imran farouk was murdered uh, last week in uh, in London. Stabbed what? near his home in the British capital. The killing stunned the party as well as political circles and sent Karachi into a state of virtual lockdown. Markets, schools, fuel stations remained closed on Friday as an air of dread uh, prevailed in the metropolis. But the violence has been minimal and thankfully no lives have been lost. Yeah, except for uh, Farouk. Um... I, I I really believe that uh, this that it's being split. Look, the, the the CIA and the ISI they created the Taliban for Christ's sakes. Sorry for taking the Lord's name in vain. But they, no, it's they, true. They created the Taliban. You know, this, this is this is known, documented facts. So I think this whole FD. Although there's references to a Taliban in the turn of the century, 1900. Really? In the documentation, yeah. I have a, this is a news report from 2002. 
So this is, uh, and it's Dan Rather, before the uh, media assassinated him and took him out because, you know, he didn't play along with this. I think he was just senile, didn't play along with the script. He didn't mean any harm. Uh, and this is about bin Laden. This is actually, it's good to remind people from time to time that bin Laden was already on a dialysis machine in 2002. Supposedly. Supposedly in Pakistan. Dan Rather reporting from CBS News headquarters in New York. Good evening. As the United States and its allies in the war on terrorism press the hunt for Osama bin Laden, CBS News has exclusive information tonight about where bin Laden was and what he was doing in the last hours before his followers struck the United States September 11th. I I love listening to these old reports, and this is where the indoctrination was really cranking up. And, uh, and it's, it's fun to listen to it in hindsight, I think. This is a result of hard-nosed investigative reporting <laughs> by a team of CBS News journalists. <laughs> uh, where's the telex? Hard-nosed investigative reporting. Yeah, sources say. You mean, the CIA handed you the script here? They put it right up. They have a direct line into your teleprompter, Dan, rather. And by one of the best foreign correspondents in the business, CBS's Barry Peterson. Who's Barry Peterson? Do we know I don't Barry? Know. He seems to have disappeared. Off <laughs> Barry, the face of Barry the Earth. Peterson is not hosting the news at uh, six, so uh, I don't know if he's the best. He would, no. Here is Peterson's exclusive report. Hey. Everyone remembers what happened on September 11th. Here's the story. Perfect how they do that. You see the towers fall down. You know, it's like remember, 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 remember. Shut up, slaves. Of what may have happened the night before, it is a tale as twisted as the hunt for Osama bin Laden. CBS News has been told that the night before the September 11th terrorist attack, Osama bin Laden was in Pakistan. He was getting medical treatment with the support of the very military that days later pledged its backing for the U.S. war on terror in Afghanistan. So this is good, right? This is actually good stuff, but it's programming you. Oh, Pakistan yeah, it's great. It's awesome. Sources tell CBS News that bin Laden was spirited into this military hospital in Rawapindi for kidney dialysis treatment. On that night, says this medical worker who wanted her identity protected, they moved out all the regular staff in the urology department and sent in a secret team to replace them. She says it was treatment for a very special person. The special team was obviously up to no good. (laughs) This report is great. It's so fantastic. It's like... Sources, hard-nosed reporting, uh, unidentified people. It's like, what? (laughs) Up to no good. good. (laughs) Secret team. ...employee who also wanted his identity masked. And I saw the mysterious patient helped out of a car. Since that time, he says, I have seen many pictures of the man. He is the man we know as Osama bin Laden. I also heard two army officers talking to each other. They were saying that Osama bin Laden had to be watched carefully and looked after. Those who know bin Laden say he suffers from numerous ailments. Back- so, uh, those who know bin Laden. Why doesn't... N- n- never. Who? Who knows bin Laden? Yeah, those. I spoke to those. I spoke to those people. Them over there. These people. And stomach problems. Ahmed Rashid, who has written extensively in the Taliban, says the military was often there to help before 9-11. There were reports that Pakistan intelligence had helped the Taliban by dialysis machines. Um, and the rumor was that these were wanted for Osama bin Laden. All right. So anyway, so you can uh, go watch that. In the, There's the a show couple notes. of interesting things. One, of course, he has stomach problems, which I, can, I think is probably true because he always looks like he has heartburn. And he, and he only uses his right uh, arm. His left arm uh, might be paralyzed. He never raises his left arm. And he, uh, but of course, you know, I, th- I think it's, 
I, we we at least at least I assume I think you might be on board with me on this that oh, 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 Bin Laden's always been a CIA operative uh, from day one. Yeah, and yeah. he still is, and that's why they can't, if he's alive, they don't I, I don't, capture him. Yeah, I don't think he's alive, but it's okay. But by now we've we've long forgotten that we've long forgotten that. But they still can't catch him, if you know what I mean. You know, I think it was really a blunder. You know, Bush probably got read the riot act after he went out. So we're going to get him dead or alive. And so he said, hey, 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 <laughs> shut up. Stop talking about Bin Laden, will you? Quiet now. <laughs> anyway, so I, I think we need to keep our It's very hard to get true. What, what the hell do we know about Pakistan? Nothing. Nothing. We know nothing about it. There's never any reporting on it except for the, you know, the hard nosed uh, journalism from CBS. In 2002, but uh, do you, what do you know about Pakistan? Oh, they have there's a there's a really good uh, news uh, paper that called I think it's the Friday Report or something like that. People should read that. Pakistan is you know I don't know that much about. It. I've never been there. They they scare you to not go. Right. So I, I'm not going to obviously casually visit. I don't think you really know a country until you visit it. Exactly. So we don't know anything. I Nothing. mean, it's like the first time I went Nothing. to China, I was stunned. Yeah. Because it was like, you know, you were given all this bull crap and you go over there and it's like totally different. Well, that's like Iran. You know, it's beautiful. Uh, some parts of Iran are just astoundingly beautiful. Now, yeah, I was uh, I was getting my hair cut yesterday at, uh, well, I call him the barber. Uh, some people call him the uh, hairdresser. And he's from Iran. And uh, and his family still lives there, but uh, he he moved over here like 25 years ago, whatever, as kids, whole family, everything. And his sister's here as well. And he's like, they're not going to bomb Iran. We all know that. It's all bull crap. It's total bull crap. It's just not true. And I'm like, you know, can I go visit? He says, yeah, sure. If you can get in, you can go stay with his family. It's beautiful. So I think well, we, we, should we should go. We should go. We should totally go. I can get in. I think, I think they still allow journalists to go there. Uh, what, you have journalists you have have in your passport? There. You can't be sneaking in. You have journalists stamped in your passport? No, but I can get that. It's not a big. I don't think that's the way they do it. It's it's done through a permit process. Uh, I mean, I know I can go to Cuba, uh, but the problem is, how am I going to get to Cuba? I might as well. You have to go to Canada to get to Cuba. You can't. <laughs> there's not like a flight from Miami to Cuba. Mm. You can go to Jamaica and then get on. You know like get on an inner tube. You know where I'd like to go. Where? North Korea. To drink <laughs> Cabernet Bordeaux, of Bordeaux. With Kim Jong Il, but seems that nobody can get the word to the guy. No, I told you we had this discussion already. Anyway, keep your eye on Pakistan. If there's any Pakistanis listening to this show, uh, please uh, let us know what's uh, what's happening. John, I want to corroborate. Uh, I think it was pretty much your thesis uh, that started it, and we started paying attention to. Um, how uh, well it started kind of with the uh, Obama bashing and uh, you know now Hillary is starting to ramp up and uh, I think you and I both agree that it looks like Hillary is going to give up the uh, State Department uh, gig and she will run in 2012 Obama will probably say yeah you know it's like I did my job and I, I want to spend more time with, with the my kids family. right so there's this website called newsflavor.com I have no idea who's behind it uh, but it is uh, Going somewhat viral, this uh, this piece that started, it's like a multi, multi-article multi piece, started September 7th. White House insider on Obama. The president is losing it. <laughs> a longtime Washington, D.C. insider and former advisor to the Obama election campaign and transition team speaks out on an administration in crisis and a president increasingly withdrawn from the job of the president. 
And uh, the whole article is essentially this insider, of course, who, is, who goes unnamed, saying, you know, he doesn't care. He, he only wants to be out. He's, he loves being out on the road. He loves campaigning. But uh, he, he throws hissy fits. He's like a spoiled kid. He only want, he wants to watch sports. He wants to play golf. He, it's like so obvious that they're throwing out these hit pieces now to, to show that, you know, the, the guy doesn't, want, he doesn't even want to be there. And by the way, I believe he doesn't want to be there. Yeah, Obama is scared to death of Hillary. He doesn't trust her. Obsesses over her almost as much as he obsesses over Fox News. He respects her, though, which might be why he fears her so much as well. He talks the game, but when it comes down to it, she has played the game on a far tougher level than he has, and Obama knows that. Um, let me see if I can find the uh, the losing it quote, which is kind of funny. Is this uh, the article that's got that that uh, that pastel? Yes, uh, yes, that's the one. Okay, and like I said, it's been a while since I was last at the White House. The, this insider apparently left about a month ago. But I don't have a problem saying the president is losing it. I don't mean he's like losing his mind, although thank you for that headline. That's the meme that propagates. I mean to say that he's losing whatever spark he had during the campaign. When you take away the crowds, Obama gets noticeably smaller. He shrinks up inside himself. He just doesn't seem to have the confidence to do the job of president and is getting worse and worse. Case in point, just a few days before I left, I saw firsthand the president of the United States yelling at a member of his staff. He was yelling like a spoiled child, and then he pouted for several moments after. I wish I was kidding or exaggerating, but I am not. The president of the United States threw a temper tantrum. Apparent. Now, this is interesting. I've never gotten this story uh, reconfirmed, but I heard it, which and it came from Jason Calacanis. Apparently, he the Ministry into, of Truth himself. Well, he apparently was. Well, of course, he's a name dropper, so you never know what the situation really is. But he, this was before, just like a couple of years before he even ran for president. Apparently, he was in some situation where they were at the same dinner party or something where the Obamas. Oh were. yeah, and well, of course, because uh, Jason's always sucking off uh, VC, so it was probably a venture capital fundraising thing or something. Yeah. And apparently Obama and uh, I like uh, I like Jason by the way I think in in you know for the sleazy kind of persona he is I like the guy just figures saying. so uh, <laughs> yeah. the uh, the point is is that apparently both him and Michelle were extremely rude to the wait staff ooh really he, he found that it was so it was he, he said it was so bad really. Really? That's the mind that he he just has no respect for the guy because oh of that. Oh my gosh! I'm a Scientologist, so I think Michelle Obama's a big old ass femme Nazi dyke. <laughs> so I don't know where that Where'd came you get from. That? Did that? It was that Calacanis? No, yeah, that's Jason. <laughs> that's from Calacanis. Doc, that's from uh, thisweekin.com. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so uh anyway but you know i believe that uh, yeah, i don't see why you'd make a story like that up so uh well possible. but you certainly but, i mean pu- i get the it. sense that he's kind of a uh uh haughty and uh arrogant yes oh yeah and totally Michelle, apparently there's a lot of stories coming out about her now that which is all part of this propagandistic uh push to get rid of them both of them yeah about how she hates the judge. We, we read yeah, it last, we talked about last it yesterday. show. Yeah, last the show. The Daily Mail reported that she hates being the first lady. And uh, according to this article, they uh, they have their issues. They have their issues as a couple. Well, our couples have their issues. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Well, except for you. Not anymore. I have no issues. I'm issueless. 
Everything's so great. anyway. So yeah, now this is there's this is a concerted effort to get uh, him. I don't know why. I mean, it, it, I, as far as I can tell, I don't see how anyone could be doing a better job than he is doing, except for the fact that he's a stooge. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, I mean, what's Hillary? What's Hillary going to do? She's going to pass the same legislation and the same. God uh, help us if she becomes president. Oh, God yeah, no, help us. God help I'd us. Rather have Christine O'Donnell. Yeah, because at least you know you know she's like loose you know who she looks like she look and why they ran her i'm convinced of it she looks think about this people out there she looks like rachel ray with a she's big ass dead well rachel have you seen her recently <laughs> rachel ray is exactly what she looks like interesting america's sweetheart she, i'm telling you mk ultra and you know just flip that switch over here baby throw that bitch in my hot tub i'm ready for her Anyway, John, on to the Ministry of Truth. Uh, since we're talking about women, I'd like to uh, speak up on behalf of women, since uh, I usually uh, sound so chauvinistically piggish. Uh, unbelievable article coming from the Times of India. Uh, millions of women now could be freed from the monthly misery of premenstrual syndrome. John, we found the miracle cure! Do you know the what it is? The cure for the curse. The cure for the curse. Do you? No, that should have been the title. Do you know what it is, John? It's very simple. I can't believe you and I didn't think of it. All Go out ha- and hit people in the mouth. No, all you have to do is give them a low dose of Prozac. <laughs> <laughs> for the first time, neuroscientists have found an organic cause for the condition when the levels of a female sex hormone changes. Yes. Researchers of the University of Birmingham, led by Thelma Lovick, have shown that premenstrual-like syndromes can be triggered in female rats by a change in the level of secretion of one of the female sex hormones that normally occurs towards the end of the menstrual cycle in women. All you need to do is dope them up. Give them a little bit of Prozac. And I think this is a... This is, talk about abhorrent. So you can just wait for the commercial. Are you feeling a little depressed? Are you feeling irritable? Have some Prozac. Once a if month. If Prozac doesn't work, then you can go one step further and add to the to the prescription with Ambien. So I've got two commercials, since we're talking about drugs, mm-hmm. in a row. One for Ambien and one for some other crazy thing. And I, I want to play them back to back. We can make a little commentary in the middle. Oh, the, this is the drug survey? I had that clip too. No, not the drug survey. I, oh. I've got, a, I got, I want to play the Ambien commercial. Wait, wait, I only have... Abilify, I'm sorry, Abilify. Abilify. Yes. Abilify. And then? I want the, this is the new Abilify commercial. It's one fifteen. It's a buck fifteen. And then a, a, our, a one minute and 30 second commercial I want to follow with called Seroquel XR, mm. which is a drug for bipolar. Ooh! So we play them back to back without interruption, John. No, it, we, it's a double we, shot. It's a double okay. shot of drug commercials for you, everybody. Okay, then we're, if we're going to do that, let's do it. Back to back without interruption. But here's what I want you to li- listen for. Listen for the, the contraindications, the, the, the things that can happen to you. This, it, it, this has got to be the exact same drug. <laughs> okay, this is a comparison study. Correct? Yep. Okay, here we go. Learn about a free trial offer from Abilify. If you're taking an antidepressant and still feel depressed, one option your doctor may consider is adding Abilify. Abilify treats depression in adults when added to an antidepressant. 
Some people had symptom improvement in as early as one to two weeks after adding Abilify. Now with the Abilify Me Plus program, your first two weeks of Abilify can be free. Abilify is not for everyone. Call your doctor if your depression worsens or you have unusual changes in behavior or thoughts of suicide. Antidepressants can increase these in children, teens, and young adults. Elderly dementia patients taking Abilify have an increased risk of death or stroke. Call your doctor if you have high fever, stiff muscles, and confusion to address a possible life-threatening condition. Confusion. Or if you have uncontrollable muscle movements, as these could become permanent. High blood sugar has been reported with Abilify and medicines like it. In some cases, extreme high blood sugar can lead to coma or death. Other risks include decreases in white blood cells, which can be serious, dizziness upon standing, seizures, trouble swallowing, and impaired judgment or motor skills. Adding Abilify has made a difference for me. Visit AbilifyOffer.com for your free trial offer and ask your doctor about the risks and benefits of adding Abilify. Dance with the Stars season premiere Monday. When you're living with bipolar depression, it's easy to feel like you're fading into the background. That's because bipolar depression doesn't just affect you, it can consume you. Seroquel XR is one option proven effective to treat bipolar depression. For many, it's one pill once a day. Here's some important safety information you should be aware of. Call your doctor if you have unusual changes in mood, behavior, or thoughts of suicide. Antidepressants can increase these in children, teens, and young adults. Elderly dementia patients taking Seroquel XR have an increased risk of death. <laughs> Call your doctor if you have fever, stiff muscles, and confusion, as these may be signs of a life-threatening reaction, or if you have uncontrollable muscle movements as these could become permanent. High blood sugar has been reported with Seroquel XR and medicines like it, and in extreme cases can lead to coma or death. Your doctor should check for cataracts. Other risks include decreases in white blood cells, which can be fatal, seizures, increased cholesterol, weight gain, dizziness on standing, drowsiness, impaired judgment, and trouble swallowing. Use caution before driving or operating machinery. Learn more about bipolar depression and questions to ask your doctor at SarahQuellXR.com. Bipolar depression doesn't have to consume you. Take the step today and ask your doctor whether Seroquel XR is right for you. If you can't afford your medication, AstraZeneca may be able to help. You know, uh, I think I'm going to give up the DMT and start taking this crap. This sounds hey, a lot better. I can die from it- this. This is the, ex- I'm telling you, the, the contraindications are identical. With, with, the, with the exception of cataracts. That, that's the only exception, yeah. and that could also be the case with the other drug, for all we know. So in other words, what they're doing to people who take Prozac and Zoloft and all the rest of them, that they're trying to they're get putting them to their, take a, new, a new version of squalene in it. It just amplifies. It's like, a, it's like an, an amplifier. It, it makes the drug work better. Well, I'm, the way I'm seeing it, that's not even what they're doing. That it, they're, what they're doing is giving people a drug for bipolar disorder. You have mild depression. The next thing you know, they put you on what's essentially a drug for bipolar people. This can't be good. This is fantastic. This is you know this is why all these zombie movies. It's all a metaphor for where we're headed, and and we might as well roll out that um, uh, that kids with depression survey while we're at it because this we both saw this and went oh brother, this is just outrageous. And I actually uh, I went to the survey. Uh, l- listen to this for a second. 
Childhood depression is often in hiding. If your child is between the ages of 7 and 11 and experiences frequent sadness, social isolation, or an increase in anger or difficulty in school, then your child may be struggling with depression and eligible to participate in a clinical research study evaluating an investigational medication for children with depression. All study-related medications will be provided at no cost. Call 866-754-6244 or visit kidswithdepression.com. So I go to uh, kidswithdepression.com. Uh, childhood and teenage depression is often in hiding. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, wait a minute. So, so does this, uh, so they go through this whole thing. If your child has been displaying one or more of these signs of, of, by the way, these are signs of depression. It says it right here. For at least two weeks, and they are interfering with his or her ability to function, then he, she may be depressed and eligible to take part in the survey. Here we go. Frequent sadness or crying. Oh, kids depressed. Decreased interest <laughs> in activity. Oh, depressed kid. Persistent boredom. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I, I did it again. I, I remember. Mom, I'm bored. You're depressed. I have never run into a kid who is bored. <laughs> Social isolation. Low self-esteem and guilt. Extreme sensitivity to rejection or failure. Hello. <laughs> Increased irritability, anger, or hostility. Frequent absences from school or poor performance in school. Let me go right back to my uh, my hairdresser. He uh, sends his kids to um, to a private a kindergarten. Private kindergarten in the valley. Twenty five thousand dollars a year. Gee. And they called him up. They said. Um, uh, yeah, we uh, really need to have a meeting about uh, your son. And uh, it's on Friday, right? I, I saw him yesterday. It's on Friday. They called, called him, him Lundberg. No, that's <laughs> exactly what it sounds like. Uh, we have to have a meeting. And so, he's like, uh, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm really busy, but, you know, I can do Monday or Tuesday. And then he hangs up. And then he's like, well, what the crap? And he calls back. He says, hey, you know, wait a minute. First, I'm paying you guys 25 grand a year. What's going on? I mean, why do we have to have a meeting? What's happened? Well, um, he's constantly drawing pictures of Star Wars, and uh, we have some concerns. I'm like, what? I'm like, Sean, dude, they're going to try and put your kid on Ritalin or some crap like that. They're going to have Child Protective Services come to your house, man. Pull the kid out of that school immediately. This is this is messed up. You have yeah, to have a I meeting. Agree. You have to have a meeting about your kid drawing Star Wars. Yeah, it's a little violent. Uh, anyway. So this this is this is horrible horrible horrible. Does your kid have poor concentration? Crikey. Uh, a major change in eating and or sleeping patterns. Ugh. Talk of or efforts to run away from home. Dude, I ran away from home at least 10 times. Okay, so anyway, does this study look right for your child? Click yes to continue. Okay, I'm clicking yes. And we go to the next page here. Thank you for your interest. Would you like to continue? Okay, blah blah blah. Yes. Now here comes the part I like the most. How did you hear about the study? Media type. So we have doctor, family friend, internet, newspaper, other, or TV. So I'm going to select TV, and then I get another drop-down menu. Oh, my goodness. This is, these guys are advertised. 4 p.m. news, 5.30 news, 5 p.m. news, ABC Family, Access Hollywood, uh, AM Northwest, Animal Planet, Atrev Osonar, Bonnie Hunt. Hey, do uh, your own market research, bonehead. CBS Early Show, Corazones, Court Rotation, Days of Our Lives, Daytime Rotation, Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil, Early Show, Ellen, uh, Extra, so those are the places Family Feud, Fox News, Fox Wake Up, FX, GMA, Good Company, Good Day Extra, Good Day Philadelphia, Good Morning America, Gossip Queen, Hallmark, Inside 
Inside Edition Insider, Jeopardy, Jerry Springer, Judge Alex, Judge Hatchet, Judge Joe, Judge Joe Brown, Judge Judy, Judge Matisse, Judge Pirro, L.A. Fa- I mean, it just goes on and on. These are where they're advertising. Because this is the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah, and look where they're, look, look at these shows, all those stupid judge shows, all this lame material, Jerry Springer. I wonder if it has uh, NPR or PBS on here. Well, <laughs> let me, that would be pretty funny, wouldn't it? It would. Uh, I should have looked at that. Do we know, uh, let me see, what other, uh, if we select uh, newspaper. Uh, oh, they, they didn't do a lot of newspaper advertising. Internets, let's see. Oh, nothing on, just internet is nothing. Family friend, uh, doctor, uh, no. Okay, so I don't see any uh, PBS sponsorships here, but uh, this is look at that list, man. That's just amazing, isn't it? Oprah, Perry Mason, jeez, TNT, Today Show, Today Show Florida, Tormenta en el Paraíso, Wendy Williams, Young and the Restless. I mean, this this is the pharmaceutical industry telling you your kid needs drugs. And it's rampant. And I'm and, and this thing that scares me is like Sean with his kid in the in the kindergarten. And they're like, oh, we have to have a meeting because he's really showing some troubling. Uh, you know, we took the survey and he's showing some really troublesome uh, behavior. You know, drawing Star Wars. He he seems to be very bored. So I think uh, you know we have a, a program we can put him on. It's really good. All the other kids are on it. Just making him into moron, moronic zombies. Yeah, but that get that way they're controllable in the classroom, and it's going to like to run yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, they made you take a nap. They first no, they gave. No, a, John, you put your kids on a leash. Let's be honest; they were so whacked out. But you, you made a, a better choice than putting them on drugs. I mean, I'm, I agree. It was only on a leash in an airport, anyway. So the point <laughs> is, when I was a kid, we had uh, they sorry. gave us like a, a a pint of milk. Which is notorious for having, you know, things. Yeah, and a, and a smack around the around the ears. Shut up, kid. You get a pint of milk, and you had to take a nap. That's right. Or you had to go sit in the corner, or you needed and some I think quiet. That nap time. actually continued until about the third grade. They don't take naps anymore. I don't think they take naps at all. We always had quiet time. They always try to get the kids on some drug, Ritalin, so they sit there like zombies. And so you can collect the money from the state, mm-hmm. and then you can send them home on their way where, they're, where their parents go, wow, these well-behaved now. Yeah. No, oh, they'll be a nice, good little slave. It's like Soma. I, you can tell I read Brave New World by now. Finally. Yeah, Soma. S-O-M-A. Soma. That's what it is. This, all these antidepressants, it's all Soma. Aldous Huxley. Read well, I find one. the whole thing distressing. Yes, it's extremely distressing, and and I'm glad you straightened out your hairdresser. He well, he was already you know he was already kind of there, and and I just said, dude, are you out of your mind? He says, you know, you're so right. I'm paying these people, and they're you know they're supposed to be like being part of the education and now they're going to like you know not only that but they should exploit the kid and make him draw more and more and more yeah it could be the next george lucas what's your problem the guy the kid's six years old oh we have to have a meeting it's really he's really problematic you know it's showing some he's showing some very uh passive aggressive uh you know tendencies so well i'm calling him on uh on uh tuesday i find out how that meeting went but I told him, I said, be very careful because the next thing, you know, so they're going to say, oh, do you have guns in the house? You watch. You watch. They're going to ask these questions. It's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. Oh, they, they ask this all the They ask this when you have, when your kid is born in the hospital, they have a whole list of questions. And, uh, you know, you're like, your kid, you, you just had a kid, you know? So you're like, hey, whatever, I'll answer any question. But that's on, that's on the list of questions I have been told. 
Do you have guns in the house? Mm. Mm-hmm. Hey, John, uh, why don't we uh, take a look at the list of people who have uh, been so nice to support this program since... Actually, I had a couple things before we get to the donations. I well, wanted I had to... one more ad that we could run to just to... Oh, let's do one more ad and then we'll get to uh, the supports. Uh... This is kind of an ad that I've seen it a couple of times and I always forget what it's about until they get to the end. But I, I, I think it brings up a new meme. You know how we talk about big pharma and big, you know, big organic, which would be whole earth foods. And there's, you know, and so now you just drop the word big in front of something and that makes it evil. Play the Black Widow ad. The Black Widow spider's severe bite can cause coma and even death. The African Black Mamba can kill a man with one bite. But there's an even deadlier predator. Cigarettes, produced by Big Tobacco, which take a life every 6.5 seconds. Don't be Big Tobacco's next victim. Who, 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 yeah, who produced this? Is it the Ad Council? Um, you know, I'm trying to think who it was. It, was, it had a little mention at the bottom. So, so I want it's a terrible ad. Well, there's a couple of a uh, couple of things that come out along with big tobacco meme. Um, so, New York City is going to ban smoking outdoors, <laughs> and and it gets better. Uh, they're now testing the uh, or I, I guess throwing up trial balloons, according to the New York Times. They want uh, fellow citizens to report you. <laughs> and, and this is all fine, okay? And, and thank you for bringing this up because that's why I said uh, I'm, you know, I'm still allowed to smoke here in the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center. But they are going to ban smoking at New York City, which is the, 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 like, yeah, the air in New York City is great. Like the smoking on the street is going to hurt you any. But now they're going to have your fellow citizens, your fellow slaves report on you. And this is all fine and dandy, and you can all say, oh, that's great, you stupid smokers, you're killing yourself, you're killing me, your alcohol is next, and your vitamins are next, and everything, they're going to take it all away from you, you stupid slave, but what are you going to be taking? You're going to be taking uh, Abilify, and you're going to be taking Seroquel, and all this groovy stuff. That's what it's going to be shoved down your throat, and it starts with your kids at six years old. So go ahead and laugh, and like, oh, good, we're taking away your smoke, you stupid smokers, you're kidding yourself, kidding everybody else but they're coming for you next and there'll be no one left to defend you stupid slaves i got the biggest kick watching a talk show up a few months ago with jessica simpson yeah <laughs> she came on and she she says she, she she was never a smoker but somebody turned her on to these nicotine patches yeah without even being a smoker yeah, and she says it's great. It's <laughs> wasted on these patches. And, and meanwhile, you've got the uh, the e-cigarette, which uh, there's like six manufacturers now banned by the FDA. Uh, you know, because oh, it's dispensing nicotine. You know, it's a drug. We got to regulate that. You can't have that, slave. You got to smoke. Yeah, it's going. We're going crazy. I'm going crazy. Next thing you know, it's boxcars to Auschwitz. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not even laughing about that because uh, it's we're really getting there. But it's okay. Go ahead and laugh and uh, yeah, just uh, make your jokes about people smoking cigarettes because they're coming for you. Whatever it is you like, it's it's except for the aspartame gum. Chew on that. Have lots of aspartame gum. That's really good for you. 
with aspartame seeping uh, down your esophagus into the pit of your stomach, burning away, giving you cancer. Through uh, through the uh, through the week, there was lots of anti-alcohol memes all over the news, and in fact, it even shows up in that drug survey, which we'll, we'll talk about after we go through. I, the, uh, I had something donuts. about the demon drink. Yeah, we'll do it. After. Yeah, let's we'll get, do, yeah, let's it's get too long. People. Yeah, okay. Um, so I did want to say, um. Before we get into it, you know, we have this uh, 10, 10, 10 donation drive that uh, that we're on. <clears throat> and, uh, and of course, 10, 10, 10 is binary for 42. And according to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe, uh, 42 is the answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe and everything. What shows up in the Daily Mail? And this, this really blew me. I'm sorry, the, uh, the Independent. Uh, yes, the answer to the universe really is 42. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> Cambridge astronomers have found that 42 is the value of an essential scientific constant, one which determines the age of the universe. And there's this whole article about how they're really corroborating something that Douglas Adams made up. He sa- So he says, we can't check it with him anymore. He may have been given the information Might by been, someone. Yeah. Uh, but the scientists are now actually saying, yes, 42 really is... Uh, it really is an important number in the universe. Yeah, well, there we go. That's why we're. That's why we're we're getting thirty two dollar donation for Super for Karma. Absolutely. Okay, who do we uh, need to thank? John Reynolds in the uh, Soviet uh, Republic of Berkeley, California, ninety four ninety four forty two. He's going to give. We do. We have a a birthday uh, call out and. Uh, and he needs a dedouching. Uh, John does. Okay. You've been dedouched. Good, you're good to go. Hey, by the He's way, people, ju- people, when you uh, when you see me on the street, uh, please don't ask me for a dedouching in person. I, I just can't do that. <laughs> I, I, I I can't be doing that for you. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. just on a side note. Okay, next. Then uh, <clears throat> we got Keith Johnson, and of course, I closed my uh, my. Uh, your spreadsheet because he's got a note that he sent me so we'll, let me get back well, to hold that on. Uh, who was it keith yeah but it's a, the note is uh an, sent to me from d r a l dot k j hi john adam please credit me as uh there you go okay <laughs> you got it oh uh, no wait a minute that's the next person no i don't oh. I, I don't have the note but but don't don't say the next name because it's supposed to be credited as someone else Read the note right, for the next, next one. Name, uh, well, Vienna, right. Vienna, Austria. Hi, John and Adam. Please credit me as Raphael Schlager. Schlager. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Says nobody calls me Ulrich anymore. <laughs> this haiku donation five seven five. Oh, nice. Fifty seven fifty. I would like to get my father Paul Schlager. A birthday shout out. We'll do that. In a well, minute. how come that's not on the list, Eric? Uh, Eric uh, missed it. He's turning 64 on September 19th. I would be forever grateful if the No Agenda listeners could leave him a couple of nice birthday wishes in the comments on his blog at thequakewatcher.com. Hey! The Quake Watcher? This is something you should be following. He's a a colleague. He's a Quake guy. (laughs) You guys rock. Quakewatcher.com. Okay, nice. I will do the birthday thing in a second. Uh, Ricky Pierce, uh, Sydney, New South Wales, $50 a knighthood thing. Larry Corpy, still hanging in there from Helsinki. Uh, Jeffrey Smith, 
Alpena, Michigan, $50, no agenda and proof of good karma. John and Adam, I recently donated $42 for 101010. Thanks for the birthday mention on the show. I'll be 35 and then signed up for the $5 a month plan a couple of days later. I had done some computer work for a friend who thanked me by paying me extra for the job. There's, so there's the karma. There's the karma at work. cash to keep up the good karma flowing. Alan Ritchie, Moreno Valley, California, $50 one-time donation. Scott Ritchie, sorry for the small amount, but I am poor. And let me remind people out there, no, you're not poor. Poor is a state of mind. Broke is a situation. You're broke, not poor ever. <laughs> Thanks. That's, That's uh, some, some wise words. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah, from, from uh, George Hamilton III. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's where I got that. <laughs> John Reynolds says happy birthday to his brother Henry Joanne Thompson uh, is making a happy birthday and a call out to her son John Thompson. Well, we encourage uh, calling members of your family, particularly your spawn douchebags, and Raphael Shagerl, uh, who no one calls Ulrich anymore, uh, wants to uh, say happy birthday to his dad Paul Shagerl. A birthday shout out from your friends here at No Agenda. Mm-hmm. And did we okay, do Chris? Before... Did we do Chris? We have to do Chris. You didn't do Chris, did you? No, do Chris. Okay, so uh, Chris, this is a, a make good. Uh, he gave $55.10 a few shows ago, but his PayPal message got dropped. want to let you know about my site, supportnoagenda.com, where you can get to a bunch of ways to support the show. Great. Also, Steve in Detroit is still a douchebag. Douchebag. Yeah, I've heard about Steve in Detroit. Total douche. Yeah, I have too. So yeah. here's the note from our friend uh, Keith Johnson. Hi, John and Adam. Uh, after my fiance Elizabeth Solieri, uh, a friend of Mozart's, made a donation last week, I had to make one myself. I can't let her marry a douchebag as I have never donated. So here's my donation to de douche me. Also, you've been deduced. Also, to say that a man that as a man, I'm normally wrong with the other fairer sex, but today I get to be correct. Sorry, baby. The wedding is in the morning on December twenty third, twenty twelve, not twenty eleven. In the morning, yeah, baby. Also, and also, if we get the end of the world discount for the wedding, John and Adam, in honor of the No Agenda Love Connection, you will both be getting a check in the mail to rebuild after the mothership comes back to repopulate. We also have that plan out there for people out there, $33.33. Okay. Oh, John, thanks for getting me in trouble. Uh, I didn't even pronounce Liz's name right. I'm not, I guess he misspelled it or something. $50 donation, $10.10 for the good karma, blah, blah, blah. Keith Johnson, Poughkeepsie. Hey, yes, I, 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 I love you, sweetheart. You make me a happy buzzkill. So I guess that's to you, Adam. <laughs> hey, man, did Eric have any riddling when he was a kid? Uh, no, Eric the Shill. He's, he's no, really. No, no. He, he we never gave him any drugs whatsoever. He and, and, and well, well, you know. should have. He gets. He's so testy, man. When I say that he missed something, well, he's he's big. He's a big guy. He's like six four, and he's big. He's a big guy. Hey, we he, think he that could he could sit on my else, head. Genetically, is in that same bigness. That, I mean, he looks like a Viking. He's we a think Bigfoot. because he was raised during the era where they were pumping <laughs> in so much. He's a Sasquatch. Growth hormone into the beef, <laughs> and he loved eating beef. That he just—he's a beef eater. He got big. He loves That's why eating I think meat. There's so many tall women in his age group. He is. He's so. He's so testy, man. He's like sue me, sue me. <laughs> like it's, it's breathe my secondhand smoke. All right. Hey, John, it's time to draw him out. 
Mm-hmm. You got yours? Yep, here it is. All right, let's see. We have Lucas Hawkinson. Step forward, please. Lucas, it's uh, taking you a couple weeks, a couple months, actually, but you've made it, which means soon a beautiful hit him in the mouth in the morning ring will be adorning your, adorning your finger. But first, you need to kneel as we hereby knight thee, Sir Lucas Hawkinson, Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. And we've got a couple more, John. This is really good. Uh, let me yeah, it's this. a big three. It, it, it surely is great. It's a- Jeffrey Yang, step forward, please. John, I need your sword. There you go. Jeffrey, your support of at least $1,000 to the No Agenda show is highly appreciated. It's not just appreciated, but it puts you in a very exclusive club, which is forever growing and can be found at noagendanation.com, the map that shows all the donations. Your location now marked by a knight helmet because we pronounce the Sir Jeffrey Yang, Knights of the No Agenda Roundtable. Please enjoy our hookers and blow. And then uh, finally, this he, he's been tweeting about it. He's been uh, he's he's very very excited. I know he is. And it, it, even if the ring didn't even exist, which it hasn't until Sir Paul Couture arrived on the scene, our hero, our, our hero, Lord of the Rings, <laughs> your hero, because you know this was your responsibility. You've outsourced it. Well, it worked. <laughs> You've outsourced it. Rory Stone, step forward, Rory. Ah, looking good, Rory. In fact, I'm going to pull out the really big sword for you today, my friend. Rory Stone, uh, you've been very excited about this, and we've uh, done all the work. Uh, Eric actually tried to uh, block your knighthood today, but I jumped in and saved you. And we tallied it all up, and it does indeed equal $1,000. You are hereby knighted Sir Rory Stone, knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. An extra hooker and blow for you. So, um, we do not take any money, any commercials, no commercial form of support whatsoever for this program. Uh, quite frankly, we wouldn't have made it past uh, episode two if we had done that. Because, uh, you know, how can you talk about the things that we talk about? Um, and, and, it's, and it's not just the financial support. It is also the production support because everyone who's a listener is a producer that's why we always have our execs and associate executive producers. And uh, we need all the help we can get. Uh, we use your money, your support to pay bills. Uh, I'm unemployed. John, I believe as of next week, you're unemployed. I don't, is that right? That's what you heard? <laughs> what did you hear? What did you hear, man? What? You heard what? <laughs> what did you hear, man? I don't know. I heard your show was off the air. Oh, Cranky Geeks yeah. is dead. Yeah. You want, you want to say why? Well, it's because these two companies couldn't come to any agreements. And, uh, you know, the funny thing is from the beginning, I talk about this on the show running Wednesday. The final Cranky Geeks runs on Wednesday. You can listen to it. It's going to be streamed live, too, although it's already in the can. But it's already pre-taped, right? But, but we talk about some of these issues. But the thing is, is that it, it, until we get to a real IPTV situation where a half-hour show is viable and gets picked up by national advertisers, all these companies want, and I include Mevio and Ziff and all the rest of them, all of them, 
All they really, really want to deal with are the five-minute, two-minute, three-minute commercials where they can have a pre-roll at the beginning of the show. I saw this coming years ago because I listened to all these ad tech lectures and all these advertising agencies. It's beyond them to do any work whatsoever. They just want to line up a bunch of little pre-roll opportunities and then run pre-roll, 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 two minutes, pre-roll, two minutes, pre-roll, two minutes, pre-roll. So they can run all these millions of little ads as 15-second pre-rolls, and they don't want to deal with a half-hour show we don't know if anyone's watching more than one minute of the show. We can't, we can't assume people even watch the show. All we know is a pre-roll. We know they see that. That's what they say. Hey, you, so you, you, you know, I, I've met a lot of ad executives in my life, sucked a lot of them off. That is exactly the voice they have. Yeah. yeah. Do it again. That's really good. That's really good. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll be an exec. Hey, uh, we've got this really great show called Cranky Geeks. And uh, hold on. How long is it? Uh, we'd like to sell you some uh, sponsorship. It's a ha- it's a half show? hour. It's got great punch. No, no, no. It's we got great pundits on it. We don't. We, there's no way of monetizing a show like that. We can't guarantee. There's no metrics for anything past the minute. We can't tell if somebody's watching it. Ugh. Downloads don't count. Downloads don't count. We can't prove anybody's even watching the. Now they download and don't watch. That's what we think. Can I write you up for an order for some pre rolls? So anyway, so that's basically the problem. <laughs> I mean, I know the litany. The did, whole did thing. you feel? Did you, you, you know, I was blowing you during that whole pitch, right? It worked. I got the order. My, I'm a <laughs> advertising guy. My dick is numb from all the blowjobs I get. <laughs> that's the start of the show, everybody. Let me just mark the moment that that occurred. <laughs> that is perfect. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, we don't have to deal with these clowns because we don't have to deal with these clowns because we use the public as you know the public pays for the show. The show goes on as long as the public. Yeah, and if, and if the show sucks, we get we don't get paid. I, I like the system; it really works. Well, and then we have a lot of supporters. We have a lot of really good supporters. We have patrons. We have people who have given you know thousands and thousands. I mean, we there's about ten people that have given us plenty of uh, you know a lot of money. They're 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 patrons essentially. It's the same way that PBS used to used be. Used to be, yes, used to. Until be. they got you know they figured out that they can scam everybody, and uh, I don't know. Yeah. So Dvorak dot org slash na, which is a really catchy website. That that URL is really catchy. Because you remember it. <laughs> Dvorak. You can't even spell it. Most people are like, Dvorak? Dvorak.org slash N-A. You can also go to the noagendashow.com and link from there. Yeah, that's another way to do it. Or you go to channeldvorak.com slash N-A and you can get to the to our uh, new and improved uh, yes. donations page. And d- don't forget we have the $42 Super Karma. Um, but you might also want to check out No Agenda fans.com for the uh, there's only 125 less so you got to hurry if you want that um and although i hear paul would consider well i don't even want to say i don't want to get you know i just don't want to mess with the guy's program it's great because that's how we do it you want to copy the show copy the show you want to broadcast it on your local fm radio go ahead you want to put it on serious satellite serious go ahead go ahead put it on serious we don't, won't charge yeah, you. Thing. Got, you have pirate radio. We yeah. have a couple pirate stations that Go broadcast ahead. the show. Broadcast. You put it on your shortwave. Put it on your it's ham radio. Open source. Please, please. You want to create a website? Do it. You want to sell stuff? Other, I had somebody the other day saying, "Well, do you have it? Uh, you have the, you, That's a good name. No agenda. I like it. It's kind of nihilistic. It has all kinds of secondary means. You have it. You have it trademarked. Yeah, trademarked. I said no. We, we're open source. If somebody wants to steal the name, good luck. Yeah. 
go and get it. Go do a Google search for No Agenda. You'll see all of the great websites that our uh, our producers have made, and uh, with varying success, you know, with varying success. But you know, and and people pass on some cash to us. And the great thing is, it's great because we don't have to do anything because we're lazy and we're and we're useless. The all only th- we do, all is, we do is the show. C-SPAN. <laughs> all we do is, yeah, we watch C-SPAN and then we do the what show. What do we do so you don't have to? C-SPAN. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. Even the Beatles are doing it. And it's not even a matter of being lazy. It's a it's a matter of that we can incompetent. we can leverage <laughs> incompetent. <laughs> well, that could, that maybe that, but we, Think we, of we the can rings. leverage much better with by just being open source. I mean, this is one of the no one has done this. By the way, we're the originators of this Thank concept. You. That's right. Completely open source the show, so you can use the name, you can steal the show, you can put it on your own blog, you can run it on a pirate station. We don't, you know, it's 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 public domain. Essentially, everything we do is public domain. Just leave the uh, the pitch for the uh, donations in there. That's that all. Be, That's all. Just we'd like that right. because that that gives us the opportunity to keep the show going. And one day, PBS and NPR are going to wake up and they go, "What? How did those guys do that?" Oh, those two idiots. Those guys are stupid. <laughs> They're stupid. Why? They don't even have their name trademarked. They don't know they what don't they're have doing. They trademarked. They're idiots. They're stupid. I can't they're believe it. Money away. Someone's going to, yeah, they're leaving money on the table. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, feel free to make money off of us, too. That's great. I love it. Anyway, John, so, um, you know, we've had all these uh, UFO sightings recently. Uh, a lot of them, actually. Of course, uh, the uh, the most famous one is the uh, the UFO that shut down the uh, Thailand uh, airport, uh, which is just great, you know, because obviously they're around us. I mean, there's no way that uh, the extraterrestrials aren't uh, in the hood, as it were. But um, I think that they're ramping up for something, as we now have a retired NORAD officer who has released a new book. And this is from, uh, so you know what NORAD is. That's the uh, North American, whatever. Yeah, radar. early warning defense early radar warning. thing. Uh, it's called Challenges of Change. And this book reports uh, that there will be an initial interaction in a process leading to mankind's acceptance of the alien reality and technologies for the removal of poisonous gases from the Earth's atmosphere in 2015, if not sooner. And he is predicting. There will be a worldwide UFO display on October 13th, 2010. You know that I will be looking <laughs> Is this going to be like that mothership that was going to land in Brazil a year you. and a half no, ago? No, it wasn't in Brazil. Yeah, actually, it was in Brazil. Um, so you know me. I will be out on the deck here at the Hilltop Watchtower, Crackpot Command Center, uh, w- uh, tracing the skies. It'll be hard to see through all the chemtrails. So this is coming up soon. These, this, these guys are risking a lot. You could, you know, I recommend to people who are going to dream crap like this up that they push it out a little bit. That way they can get a book out at least and get some you know, money. Well, so, so this guy's got a book out. This oh, what I, that, that's what I just out. said. This is a 352-page book by retired Air Force officer Stanley A. Fulham. Predicts October 13th as the date for a massive UFO display over the world's principal cities. And, uh, oh, I, and so, does so he name the cities? Uh, let me see. Principal cities. Uh, you know, New York, LA, Hong Kong, London. You know, kind of like uh, Independence Day. Except uh, these will be the good kind. And, uh, but uh, before you say it, because what do we normally say when this type of activity heats up? 
I don't know. What do we normally say? What do you normally say? It says bullcrap. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> yeah. After you say bullcrap, usually there's a movie associated with this type oh, of activity. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's always a movie. I'm waiting for the movie about the bed bugs. Well, listen to this one. You'll uh, like this new movie uh, called Skyline. Uh, I didn't have time to pull a clip, so I'm actually running it off of the YouTubes. Uh, here we go. It's uh, This is a preview, by the way, has been approved for appropriate audiences by the MPA. It's not going to make it. It's not enough. It hasn't loaded enough, I don't think. It says, uh, on August 28, 2009, NASA sent a message into space farther than we ever thought possible. <laughs> In an effort to reach extraterrestrial life. I- I'm, I'm sta- stalling a little bit because the, the YouTube videos are really loading slowly. Well, it's because people are demanding to see it. Yeah. Oh, I love the the drama of it. Stephen Hawking, astrophysicist and arguably one of the smartest people on the planet. I love this. So so what they've done, as I uh, try to fill up some more space while it loads, is they've taken all of the, um, you know, all the real life stuff. Because of course, Stephen Hawking has just come out. Coincidentally, you don't think he's involved in it. And he said, oh, God couldn't have created the earth. Are you nuts? God could not have created the earth. Are you crazy? That is impossible. There must be aliens. And then look who pops up on the radar. It's our, it's, it's our old friend, the hard-nosed uh, journalist. Warned us about the possibility of aliens from outer space. Hawking says that if extraterrestrials visit us, the outcome might be similar to when Columbus landed in America. That's Dan Rather. Dan Rather's in the movie. He's he's such a hard nosed reporter. He has no qualms whatsoever about going into this movie with this bullcrap. Hey, he needs the money. In other words, it didn't turn out too well for Native Americans. <laughs> this is probably slated for Thanksgiving, isn't it? No, re- no release date uh, November second. So that's uh, well, it could it'll probably be the big uh, uh, Thanksgiving Day weekend, which is uh, whatever. <laughs> And they're shooting on us. Maybe we should have listened, it says. Oh, no! They're blowing up New York! Oh, no! Where, where's Bruce Willis? Uh, it's just Armageddon. Anyway, you can watch the entire trailer. NoAgendaShowNotes.com uh, uh, NoAgendaShow.com, I'm sorry. There's Looks also like a, a pe- NoAgenda. So- Sounds like a piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, regardless, I uh, I remain faithful, and I would just make a small suggestion, just a very small one. We have our $33.33 a month uh, boarding pass to the mothership. I'm just saying, October 13th, the mothership could show up. We only have 1,000 seats. Many of those are already taken. It's up to you. I'm not forcing you, but uh, I'm on board. So, if they're taking people away, I'm waving to you, Johnny boy. See I'm staying behind. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. They're just going to take you up there and eviscerate you. <laughs> That's the word of the day. A couple of uh, eviscerate. Yes, that is the word of the day. No agenda word of the day. Uh, where there's a website for that, too. <laughs> uh, so a couple of things that we uh, haven't really touched on uh, in the show, which I think we do need to uh, mention as uh, first of all, it's all Ministry of Truth stuff. Since uh, you know, we know that aspartame changed uh, or is in the, in the process of rebranding. Because whenever the you know it gets too hot uh, around these type of products, and uh, people are catching on to the 
evilness of what these products do, uh, they just rebrand. And they call in their friends Hill and Knowlton. So the um, uh, high fructose corn syrup, now known as corn sugar. Yeah. And that which which is a two step process, by the way. What they're going to do is they're going to re, first rename high fructose corn syrup as corn sugar, and then they're going to change. Then they're going to have this, they've done this. They've yeah, I've seen this happen so many times. Then the then the corn industry is going to go up and say, why do we have to put corn sugar when the guys who make cane sugar don't have to put cane sugar? They just put sugar, and they're both the same thing. Why can't we just put sugar? And then the FDA or whoever's going to say, okay, okay, just use sugar. sugar. That's right. And it'll all say sugar now. Sugar. Right. That's what it's going to end up being. It's going to be corn sugar for about a year. Then it's going to be just sugar. Could you please write and that then down? The cane in the- sugar guys are going to put cane sugar. Okay. Could you put that down in the prediction book? <clears throat> you have it there, the little book of John's. This is the book we need to publish, John. Prediction book. Prediction book. <laughs> prediction book. What is the prediction book? I can't, re- I can't remember the prediction book. Uh, while you're looking for the prediction book. Um, we have another rebranding. First, it was uh, global warming. Then it was uh, climate change. And, of course, neither of those have worked very well because we scoff at their bull crap and their lies and their scientific fudging. So now it's going to be called global climate disruption which I think is actually the correct term, since you know I'm a strong believer in the use of weather modification systems. And I think that it's, that is the only correct term, and they should have started that from uh, starting out of the gate. It's global climate disruption. This is the, uh, this this is is the for, yeah. White House science advisor John Holdren urged people to start using the phrase during a speech last week in Oslo, Echoing a plea he made a couple years earlier, he said global warming is a dangerous misnomer for a problem far more complicated than a rise in temperature. Doesn't this guy, this White House science advisor, John Holdren, look like a douchebag? Yeah, (laughs) he does. It looks like it. Yes, yeah, I agree. He should write for the Washington Times. And look at that mouth. You have that. You're looking at the the Fox News article. Yeah. He has his mouth all puckered up. I'm ready for you. You can slide it in now, scientist. The urge people to start using the phrase global, global warming, uh, global, global climate, climate disruption. disruption. Yeah. That's a, it's too much of a mouthful. They can call it uh, GCD. Oh, that'll be good. We can do that. I like it. Yeah. Oh, GCD. Yeah. Oh, it's science! science! Um, but I think it's so, right. So I ran into this well, guy. Wait, before, let me just finish. What, John Holdren? You ran into him? No. Okay. So global climate disruption, I think it's correct, uh, right on the heels of, because, you know, that, that can mean anything, right, including earthquakes. So uh, right on the heels of the big, uh, the big exercise they had, now it's uh, propagating through the uh, mainstream media in Gitmo Nation East. Quake Britain, UK overdue for a massive tremor that could kill scores of people at any moment. I think we did this on the last show. No, we we. This is new, though. So the first they had the um, the the exercise. Now they're coming out with the articles. You see, this is what. So now they're saying 
Now they're going in depth. Dr. Roger Mewson of the British Geological Survey believes a fracture in the Earth's crust beneath the English Channel could slip at any time, John, sending a tremor <laughs> rippling across the southeast. That's right. Oh, no. You could all die. The BBC. Oh, no. now, now the BBC. The, the Beeb. Auntie. The BBC. Reporting. Quakes are an issue for London. That's right. And... Just, just so you don't feel left out, Seattle Times. That's up, uh, up where, uh, where you, you, where your loved ones live. West Coast remains ill prepared for tsunami. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. That's bull crap. By I'm the a, way, you I'm drive a... along the Olympic <laughs> Peninsula along any one of those roads, and you'll see signs all over the place: tsunami route this way. So now, you, I mean, they've never had a tsunami in recent memory, but there's signs everywhere about how where to go if there's a tsunami, and everybody talks oh, about. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Tsunami. This is a scientific report, John. Oregon State University civil engineering professor Harry Yet Yet Y E H Yet served on the review committee. And that's not true, John. You are not prepared for a tsunami. <laughs> Shut up, slave. You're not prepared. That's the science. So don't tell me that you, you think there's signs and everything. You're not prepared up there. You're going to die. And by the way, that's all anyone talks about. What? Yeah, if it comes down this way, then it's going <laughs> to go take a right turn in Port Townsend. It's going to take out the paper mill, and it's going to take out the... <laughs> Jones's farm. <laughs> Basically, is what they talk about constantly. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. You're going to get a good enough warning, get the kids up the hill. I'm so happy I'm, I'm up here in the Hollywood Hills, 832 feet. Yeah, it's great up here, man. a 1,000-foot tsunami to take you out. That's right. It ain't going to happen. I'll be up here laughing away. You're also way deep inland. You can't even see the water from there, can you? No, no. there's too much uh, secondhand secondhand cigarette smoke. (laughs) I can't see it from here. Oh, my goodness. And I have a question for you. I read this, and I I wrote it down, and I hope the translation... It was very confusing to me. While we were in Gitmo Nation Lowlands, I saw a small article in the Ministry of Truth newspaper, the uh, Telegraph, about, uh, you know, the, the whole salt meme. Like, oh, salt is killing people. And, oh, you should, we should reduce our salt diet. Less salt in your diet. And for some reason, they said the good salt is what you should be eating. And I'm like, whoa, ding, ding, ding. Hello, the good, <laughs> good salt. salt. And they mentioned callium. What? Callium salt. Have you ever what? heard of callium? C-A-L-I-U-M? Callium? Well, for one thing, uh, you have to note that when we had our deli, we had like all these selections of salt. And I still use some of them. That, the, the best salt, by the way, for people out there interested in the gourmet part of our show, is something called uh, uh, I can't remember. So anyway, <laughs> what a great setup! Hold on a second. Eh? In the morning. Hey, when you remember, send everyone an anyway, email. Florida Cell, Florida Cell <laughs> is the best salt you can get, which is from France typically. But there's a smoked version called Fume de Sel. From France, not the not the smoke salts from the U.S., but the smoke salt from France is extremely delicious. Fume, but Mont there's Penis. all kinds of salts, and I there's also a black salt that I grind up with a mortar and pestle once hey, in a while. You you grind up in your witch's brew. So cal uh, uh, callium callium, which is a uh, 
I can't even find it in, online. I get calcium. No, no, you have to you have to specify calcium because Google actually steers you away from calcium and gives you calcium results, which blew me away because that's exact. This is exactly what I went through. I Google for calcium, and normally it says, "Were you searching for calcium?" In this in this particular instance, you can try this at home. It automatically gives you the results for calcium. Yeah, I'm looking at the calcium stuff now. Calcium side effects. But what is calcium? Is a salt apparently calcium salt? Is this? Is it? I don't know. But this. But this is why I was like, "Whoa, hold on a second. We've been waiting for the aspartame of salt to show up, and now it's calcium salt." And it, and, it, and I and just like an offhanded little box on the the bottom of the page five calcium in the newspaper. Chloride. What? Well, well, don't say. Don't say. Don't no f bombing. Calcium. Calcium, yeah. Calcium chloride, classification device, solid and liquid, calcium. Ca- uh, where's my Merck? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I have my Merck index would have it in there, and I don't have it handy. Uh, I made a big deal about getting one. Yeah, thanks for that. Okay, uh, well, you cal- caught me off guard here. We don't have agendas. Uh, let's see. Uh, Rose Maritha is one leading of herbs raw material. Indonesia, export of herbs and spices. Uh, well, I'm trying. I, I mean, if you go on the Google page, I get calcium salt manufacturers, buyers, and suppliers. Uh, let's see. This is uh, here we go. Category, but mag. This is not helping me either. Oh, Eric sent me calcium. No, it's not calcium. It's calcium. No, it's not calcium, and there is calcium listed. Here's Calcium salt. Here they have it as magnesium chloride. This could be. Uh... Apparently, this is a natural occurrence in apples. Magnesium chloride. See, See when you do calcium salt, Google says showing results for calcium salt. Why does Google do that? I don't like that. Let's see. Maybe because they don't have enough entries. Well, I'm getting entries. Calcium slowly rising. What is this? Here we go. I've got I've got a link here on the second page. This is uh, real time, folks. And what do I get? The reef tank, and I get like, jeez. Oh, hey guys, oxyphilaric acid. Yeah, hey guys, I did what everyone said, which is to get the bionic two part stuff. It's working. What? Here it is: two methyl two oxyphilaric acid calcium. Keto leucine calcium salt. This is like made by good material and subtle technology enjoys a high reputation amongst our customers. This is some chemical witch's brew. Yeah, well, that's what aspartame is. This is my, this is my entire point. How is this anything good for you? Oh, according to uh, Mr. Oil, it's potassium. He has the Merck right here. So he has the Merck entry. Mr. Okay. Oil, Mr. Oh, I'm going to send this to you. Hold on a second. <clears throat> So potassium, if, the, if they're talking about potassium chloride, this stuff is actually deadly. <laughs> well, then it would make sense, wouldn't it? But the, I mean, but, you, you, you need a little potassium in your system. Here, check and, this. You know, there this are is from the Merck. There are salts that are this like is, half sodium chloride, half potassium chloride, but the fact of the matter is... U.S. brand names, K-Tab. Oh, I like that. Hey, man, pass the K-Tab. Micro-K, Chlorcon. Hmm. 
I see Eric sent me a thing. This stuff is being made in China. Hey, of course. Yeah, you know, send some of those, that toothpaste over, too, and let kill our kids. <laughs> anyway, so so be on the lookout. Producers, um, this is a, an a- APB, All Producers Bulletin. Be on the lookout for uh, a meme of Callium Salt. Be on the lookout. Uh, we've been waiting for this to show up. And uh, this may be the early beginnings. This is better than watching for looking out for UFOs, because this yeah, stuff is this real. Be a good one. This is real. This is, this absolutely is so off real. the wall. It's, it's ridiculous. Well, now wait a minute. Let's go back to the original article. Who wrote this article? Dropping this bomb. It was in the in the Dutch newspaper in the Telegraaf. Maybe I can still uh, Google it and find it. Hold on a second. Uh, if I do, what do I do? Site. Well, colon? like you said, the Dutch are the are the early warning system yes, for this stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to do Calium. Oh, here's the Merck entry that you sent me. Yeah, that's from uh, Mr. Oil. The news behind the news. Um, hmm. Oh, here Let's, it is. Uh, 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 here it is. I got it. I got. It. I got. It. I think I found it. This is 31st of. No, this is from 2009. This is this Merck entry that never mentions calium. This is just an entry for potassium chloride. Here it US says brand names, index names. I don't vegetables see and fruit are That's rich right. uh, in calium salt, like melons and oranges. These are good. This is the good salt, calium. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll just. Keep your eye okay, on we'll it. We'll finish this off next week. This is bull crap. <laughs> How do you really feel about it, though, John? Um, How does this suddenly appear out of the blue unless well, somebody's nothing, got something to sell? Yeah, nothing is suddenly out of the blue ever, ever. So a um, couple of uh, notes about uh, the Gitmo Nation jewelry that we've been following. The 3M Corporation, which I might add is... Uh, not only huge, but of course also participating in killing Jews. Correct? 3M? Yeah. Nah, I, I, don't, I don't know that. If not, then they did now. Uh, they have acquired the Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv-based Atenti, a remote people tracking technology provider. <laughs> this is, that's an acronym, RPT. Remote people tracking technology provider. Atenti, formerly known as DMATEC, provide solutions to track 50,000 individuals daily around the world in geriatric and judicial care segments. This is beautiful. That, that is poetry right there. The acquisition, which follows 3M's purchase of fingerprint ID company Cognit Inc., which they acquired on Monday, gives 3M access to RFID and GPS technology. So I would say... I thought this company just made scotch tape. <laughs> yeah, you should Google 3M. Yeah, let me see. Three, I think it's 3M Nazis. Let's try that. 3M <laughs> Nazis. Um, I'm pretty sure they... Uh, I'm pretty sure... Maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong. I apologize if I'm wrong. I thought that, th- that originally 3M had something to do... No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think you're just a 3M bigot. Uh, But anyway, these are interesting acquisitions in two weeks. Uh, Remote people tracking technology for judicial and geriatric care segments. And then, you know, but a week before, fingerprint ID company Cognant, which, by the way, for almost a billion dollars, 
so now they've got RFID, GPS technology. Currently, location-based services have gained spotlight because of Google and Facebook's launch of products and features around these technologies. Yay! It's all coming together very slowly. And, so here, get the prediction book. Lindsay Lohan failed her drug test, John, in just a little bit of... Uh... And now, back to real news. So she failed her drug test. Uh, I'm taking bets now uh, that she will not go to jail. She will be wearing a 3M Gitmo Nation bracelet. Because that's where this is all headed. Are you Googling Lindsay Lohan or what are you doing? Uh, No, I'm good. No, go on. So I just want to say that's uh, that's on the horizon. So my uh, uh, son, JC, says that callium is a Latin word for potassium, but that's spelled with a K. And that's why K is the the chemical symbol for potassium. But this is spelled with a C. Well, no, no, no. Actually, this is interesting you say that. Uh, in uh, in the Dutch report, it's spelled with a K, but in Dutch, most C words are spelled with a K. So we actually okay. So oh. that that come dude. So it probably is potassium uh, chloride then, which is dangerous. Well, in high yeah, if you have too much, you can't, you overload your potassium. Right. It, so this is so there you go. Case in point, this is then the uh, this is. The aspartame of uh, salt. Well, no, this is naturally found in, like, natural salts. I mean, like, you know, sea salts. And right, but they're going to manufacture it, and it's going to be potassium chloride. We're going to have too much potassium you. in our system. Yeah, well, it's going to kill you. Keep your eye on it. Keep not your good eye on it. Yeah, we have to watch this. Keep your it's eye not on good it. for you. Keep in fact, especially if you get older, lots too much potassium is dangerous. Hi, guys, says Tristan from Gitmo Nation Stinky Cheese. That's France. We have one guy in France. This news could be of interest to you. The socialist that Fabrice? Ma- no, Tristan. Oh, see, we had two. Oh, we, we, had two guys. Fabrice. No, we got two guys. Uh, this news could be of interest to you. The socialist mayor of a small French town increased local taxes to around 3,380%. <laughs> the official reason is to force the landowner to sell to construct social buildings. Yay! All moved to France. <laughs> that could happen here. And they're uh, selling the mosque in a box. Did you did you blog that the mosque in a box? No, I didn't see the mosque in a box. <laughs> this uh, imam imam in Paris uh, created a, a mosque in a box for uh, for the uh, Muslims who want to uh, pray in uh, the busy. You know, in it's very busy in Paris. You know, you, so, and it's like a fold out mosque, <laughs> and you just uh, you just unfold it and lay down your little your little rug and yeah, you pray. It's uh, it's beautiful. There's a link in the show notes. At, uh, I was at the San Francisco airport recently, mm-hmm. and I got down on, on the uh, uh, the basement of the uh, parking garage, and there's a guy, there's a guy there with his rug out and uh, praying, and you know, up and down, up and down, the whole thing. And uh, the thing is, I think it was pointed to uh, it it was the like wrong it way, to Anchorage or something. I think it was in the, <laughs> wrong, the wrong, direction. wrong direction. I was going to correct him. Excuse me. Excuse me, sir. I have my iPhone compass here, and uh, hey, that's a great app, by the way. I bet you it exists too. Oh no, I think it Mecca. does. I think it probably does. Done it. Yeah, it probably does. That whole thing, by the way, this whole, and I think we've deconstructed some of that with different sources from around uh, Gitmo Nation. Is this whole anti-Muslim thing? It's bullshit. It's it's just to scare everybody and to make you think that. Uh, 
uh, Islam, radical Islamists are going to come and kill you. That's, that's all that this is about. And that's all that it seems to be about on television these days. No matter what country you're in. Oh, it's, you know, don't anger the Muslims. They're going to attack us. They're going to kill us. It's bull crap. It's not going to happen. It's just to keep you scared, you stupid slaves. Well, what about that poor cartoonist that had to go into hiding? Into hiding. That's a, there you go. It's like, you know, the the FBI. Was it the FBI? Yeah. The, yeah, it was the FBI. Yeah, the FBI said, oh, you so got to go into hiding. Fatwa. Yeah, yeah but, the, of- but they published it on, in the newspaper. He's going into hiding. <laughs> please. She. Please. She. Stupid. She? It's a, it's a she? Uh, it's stupid. It's, it makes no sense whatsoever. It's just to scare everybody and keep you preoccupied. But why? What's the point? Well, if you keep what people scared... What, what, what information are they trying to hide from us? No, well, they're just... What do you mean, what information? So they can just go ahead about the, you know, with their business, raping us of our money, of our stuff, of our land, of our rights. That's what it's about. Just be afraid. If you control people's minds that way, and you're throwing fluoride in the water, and you're doping the kids up, you got a perfect populace. And here's some callium. Hmm. Eat that. This callium is get. I'm looking more and more callium carbonate. Callium carbonate manufacturers. If it's if it's potassium, why aren't they using the word potassium? What is this callium thing? It makes no sense to me. I don't know. I don't know. I, I can only report on what I see. Well, now you've got me befuddled. Um, have you heard of the Dream Act? This is another yeah. interesting one. Yeah, we should follow that. I I only heard about it this morning. The Dream Act, the way I understand it is if you are a child of illegal uh, immigrants in the United States, uh, you can get on a path to... uh, Actually, a conditional path to citizenship if you, A, fess up, and then uh, if you serve uh, in uh, two years of military service. Well, we need some more soldiers. (laughs) This was done by Harry Reid out of Nevada to get the Mexican vote in the upcoming November election. He slipped it in. No, no, it's Orrin Hatch. It's not Harry no. Reid. It's Orrin Hatch and uh, Dick Durbin. I thought it was Harry Reid. No, no. I'm looking at it right here. It's dreamact.info. Bipartisan oh. legislation. Oh, this is, this is the act itself. The, apparently, Harry Reid took the act and incorporated it into the defense spending bill. This is my understanding. Oh, that's possible. I don't know about that. And, that's the, and the reason he did that was for the benefit of his uh, Latino voters. Well, yeah, the, well this is the thing now. This is I heard Geraldo on Dennis Miller, and uh, he was saying, you know, and it was this morning, uh, Colin Powell said the same thing. We will be a minority nation. Um, and uh, and Colin Powell actually, I wish I could quote him verbatim. He said, but, you know, our minorities are dumb. So we've, we've got to smarten them up and put them in the military. <laughs> yeah. This is amazing. So take a look at that, dreamact.info, which, you know, it's all fine and dandy, but it's essentially, it's enslaving people. You know, What's you, the idea? Yeah, just become a slave, and, uh, oh, you happen to be dark-skinned. Well, you're, 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 you qualify as a slave, good. You must have good moral character in order to qualify, according to uh, dreamact.info, and that's a link, so let's see, what is good moral character? Hmm, basic information doesn't actually say good, what that what doesn't determine oh here it is what is considered good moral character while the dream act has not outlined specific guidelines of what quote good moral, moral character should be it can be characterized as being a law-abiding resident of the united states this list may or not be 
a comprehensive as comprehensive. However, it's a good way to gauge one's moral character. For example, some students may have committed minor crimes such as misdemeanors before they turned 18. Those minor incidents may not hinder the application process for conditional permanent residency as much as being convicted of a felony would. However, since there are no guidelines, we cannot be 100% positive on which crimes would impact one's application. So if you're an illegal immigrant and you've, and you've committed a crime, you're good. Come on in. That's fine. Just serve in the, in the military. Go kill some other brown people in a foreign land, and you're good for us. So uh, on another topic, since I'm falling asleep with this one, uh, remember the time those two women got busted from the North Korea thing? Yeah, uh, La, La Ling, Ling, Ling and Ling Long, Ling, Long, 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 Long and Lulu. Yeah, you know they had that patter at you know they came, oh I want to thank you for being back and when they were kind of crying and everything. Yeah. So Sarah Stone, oh I'm sorry, Sarah, Sarah Shore. Sure. Yeah. The Iran, she was captured in Iran with a couple other people. Was let go. And and what was she? She was also hiking, or what was she doing there? She is supposedly hiking. She looks. I don't know. They were, You know, they the Iranians think they're CIA guys trying to sneak into the country, mm-hmm. which so she probably is. And she gave a statement. She gave a press conference. Handlers for people for an amateur that doesn't. You know, I, I don't think anyone can just stand in front of a microphone and casually you know read a press release and sound like they've done it all their lives. I just don't. I don't believe that. Right. No. So here she is. Uh, she's been released, and she makes a statement. And I don't know about you, but it sounds like these two women from North Korea to me. The way she an American woman tonight is on her way home after spending more than a year captive in Iran. Sarah Short left Oman earlier, where she was staying following her release Tuesday. Short is one of three American hikers detained by Iran after they allegedly crossed over the border from Iraq in July of 2009. She regrets having to leave the others behind. I will always associate your country with the first breath of my freedom. The sweet smell of sandalwood. (laughs) And the chance to stand by the ocean listening to the waves. I thank the good, hospitable people of Oman for your support and ask you to please, please extend your prayers to my fiancé Shane and my friend Josh. Inshallah, they will soon be free. Well, Iran agreed to release Short for medical reasons. She reportedly found a lump in her breast while she was in prison. (laughs) This is crazy. I thought you'd get a kick out of it. This is crazy. Oh, you know, we have you. We're evil Iran. We're we're holding you hostage. Oh, you might have breast cancer. Okay, you can go. Please. That is... uh, very weird. What does she do for a living that she's such a, such a great orator? Yeah, I, I, I would I would think so. Let me see. Sarah Shore. Shore yeah, what CIA. does she do for a living? Let me just... Uh, Let's see, wait, see if we got the spook index comes up with her. <laughs> wait, uh, no, no. That's that's not the way we're supposed to. We're supposed to do Sarah Shore Monsanto. That's, you just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's your other theory. Just Sarah Shore Monsanto. Uh, the problem is, just get, the smart money always gives somebody a name like Sher- Hello, John. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, you dropped it. Yeah, you dropped it. Well, I listen. Mean, the th- name Sarah Shore is buried with doctors and lawyers and all kinds of things. Yeah, well, I do have uh, Sarah. I do have top. She's hits. a hiker. She's apparently a professional. the world according to Monsanto. The few, uh, let's see. She's she's. There's a link here with her. There's probably twenty five Sarah Shores that work yeah, there. Yeah, you're right. Oh, by the way, before I forget, uh, this has been uh, emailed to me several times. News now has come out uh, that wait, a, so, by the way, wait, stop! It's Sarah Shord, S H O U R D. Ooh, and do you have a well, hit? That, I don't know. I just found that found, found the correction here, but they I thought they pronounced her Shore the way they do it. Documents. Can I just switch gears for a second? Sure. Since we are uh, talking about uh, our friends at Monsanto. Documents reveal that Blackwater has been busy expanding its corporate reach by providing intelligence services for agencies such as the Canadian military, the Netherlands police, and corporations like Monsanto. That's right. Blackwater uh, was doing some black ops uh, for people who are against uh, the agribusiness uh, on behalf of Monsanto. Uh, it's a subsidiary called Total Intelligence, and they were, uh, that's uh, a Blackwater, a XE, XE services, another Gitmo rebranding. Um, citing the growing movement to destroy GMO crops, uh, Monsanto was hoping to be able to quell dissent through filtering activists, infiltrating activist groups that take direct action. Those guys are great. <laughs> They're just fantastic. So, uh, so yeah. go ahead. Well, Eric Prince was on. Uh, uh, that that uh, CNBC morning show. Oh, he's an interesting guy to watch. Should we play that as an end of show clip? Because it's about five yeah. minutes, and it, it, it was in July, so it was you know like a couple months ago. Um, okay, let, but I, I, I got to get back to the Sarah Short thing because I just got a little bio. Okay, now remember those two girls, Ling Ling, and the other one, uh, Ladila. What school did they come from? Uh, Stanford. Berkeley. Berkeley. Oh, sorry. They were Close at the, uh, the journalism school in Berkeley. Okay, this woman, she attended UC Berkeley, mm-hmm. where she lived after graduating until moving to Damascus. She previously <laughs> taught as part of the Iraqi Student Project, a program which gives Iraq students living She's in She's an economic hit woman. Let me go on. So hiking tip, she said, reflecting her time in Syria, Ethiopia, Yemen, Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. She's now she's in Damascus where she teaches English and is learning Arabic. Yeah. Yeah. Just an everyday chick from Berkeley. Yeah, regular Berkeley chick. Just roaming around, you know, teaching people stuff. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, I certainly hope uh, that she... Oh, thank you, Jamba Juice. I hope she doesn't have cancer or anything. But no, the, of course not. That would be horrible. No, but it's funny to see the background. It's just like a casual hiker in the Iraqi mountains. Yeah. Yeah, sneaking. Oh, I got lost. Yeah. And by the way, what are you doing in Iraq? Yeah, right. (laughs) I was just wandering around Iraq and I stumbled into Iran and I I got put in jail. And thank you. I can now feel the ocean waves tingling my privates. It's so nice. Meanwhile, she just stuck her poor boyfriend and his buddy. They're <laughs> yeah. still stuck in an Iranian jail, getting it up the rear, probably. <laughs> Who needs a divorce when you've got Iran? Hey, what you, you got some Craigslist stuff here. You have so much, I figured you had a whole rant that uh, I wouldn't want to withhold from the show. Uh, Craigslist had, you know, they had the big, the big giant hearing. I, we can play all these for just the final one, but th- there was this woman from Texas, this black uh, congresswoman. Uh, oh, not that crazy one uh, with the, with all the 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 wrapped around clothing. 
Well, she's get definitely wears some outrageous Jackson, clothing. Is that her name? Jackson? Sarah, Sheila Jackson. Sheila Lee Jackson. Yeah, she's nuts. She is nuts, man. I love her. She's, she's got all the raps and on. She's going after Craigslist for child trafficking. And so is the head, this head guy, the guy's the head of the whole thing. And they, they, they don't understand Craigslist. They probably never visited it. They don't even know what prostitution is from what I can tell. But we can play a little clip. I, I don't want to play all these clips in, in uh, full cloth. I just want to play a little bit until we get to clip four. So you just get a flavor for the way this, this was going. It was, a, it was a, the Congress grilling a bunch of police departments. How come you don't call the Craigslist girls and pick them up? How come you don't do this? How come you don't do that? I mean, it's just, it was, it, these guys are idiots. But play clip one for a second. Well, I have Craig Ferguson. Is that clip one? No, no, Craig Ferguson is okay. a different oh, Craigslist on. one. Craigslist one. Here we go. Rise up and accept their good citizenship and say they will not have these kind of sites on any form of public, um, if you will, when I say public, a commercial enterprise where people are making money off of sex crimes. I love her. She is awesome. You have to see her do it. Did you see her with all like the scarves and she's she's like Steven Tyler? She's got, she's got these fake pearls that looks like a bunch <laughs> like, of baseballs. Baseball pearls. She's awesome. I think it's very difficult to shut down every site um, that is on the Internet. You shut down one, there'll be another one. Before I forget, you know, um, I have that Twitter feed of erotic services, which um, reposts um, Craigslist sex ads from London. And uh, the other day, one came through, help, I'm being trafficked. Someone literally put that on there as a sex ad. It's too funny. However, I truly agree with the chief here saying, if we're going to have these sites, let's do the investigations properly. Again, I'm not exaggerating when I say MySpace, every pimp has a MySpace page. Mm. No, that's right. Know this, if we're giving them the information, printing it out, giving them the websites, how to contact them. So let's do an investigation off of that. Let's collect our why our service providers collecting all this information, giving it to the police. Shouldn't they be taking a response and doing that themselves to create cases? Okay, so this is about shutting down the Internet. That's what it is, right? John, I, I think it might be. There's no, a, of course this, it is. This is totally about shutting down the internet. Yeah, it could be. There's an angle there, that's it, for sure. Well, this goes along with the um, what was the the article that came out that um, oh shoot, where is it? Uh, that uh, it's smart engineers who are uh, terrorists. Did you see that? No. Yeah. Missed that one. Uh, well, we'll play some more of this this uh, Craigslist clip, and I'll look for it. We basically help create these cases of finding out information, collecting all the data that the police need to make sure they actually prosecute and do what they're supposed to, and not hold the children on a material yeah, witness warrant. This, this is just, this is a woman that's. I don't know what you know. They, they try to make the point the Craigslist people. That's not one of them. She's with the child trafficking operation or uh, anti-child trafficking operation. Right. They keep trying to accuse Craigslist. As, as being some front for child trafficking when in fact craigslist is uh you it's, know it's, does the best job of reporting this stuff and the argument goes it goes back and forth and back and forth and 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 finally it gets to play clip three oh no clip two the chairman with his idiot in the, news the other day when you were with the report about you taking down the site and they mentioned i thought it was something about the international site it might not have been taken down the adult services can you tell me what they were talking about uh, there are uh, remaining erotic services categories in 
sites outside of the United States, including Canada. Um, I think Ms. McDougall might be able to speak more effectively to that because it's my understanding that there are a number of issues country by country as well as legal issues for, for that. Um, I can tell you that uh, something on the order of 97% of, of our uh, uh, viewers and use is within the, the United States and Canada. Can a United States person access a foreign Craigslist site? Yes, anyone anywhere can access any Craigslist site anywhere. Well, that's just outrageous. We have to shut it all down. This has to stop. Damn it. New York Times Magazine. Engineering terror. They say they believe in freedom and share our values. They say a few bad apples shouldn't bring down judgment on their entire kind. Don't be fooled. Though they walk among us with impunity, they are, in the words of Henry Farrell, a political scientist at George Washington University, a group that is notoriously associated with terrorist violence and fundamental political beliefs. They are engineers. There you go, sysadmins. Happy, happy talk like a pirate day to you. Arr. John. Yes. That, that is, this is a systematic approach. So, uh, hey, oh my gosh, we, we can actually access tra- uh, trafficked prostitutes uh, in, in foreign countries. Uh, we've, got, we've really got to crack down this internet thing. This is really bad. This well, is bad the for the children. Well, the guy's such an idiot. He actually says that they asked the Craigslist guy. Yeah, can, he says, can, can well, you access minute. it? You, what, should we play if the rest of it? If you can get on the Toronto site and there's hookers on there, why don't I, here in Washington, D.C., just go on the Toronto sites? Duh. And the guy says, because nobody, nobody, it's not an international site. It's if there's hookers in Toronto, they're advertising for the Toronto customers. And this guy does not get it. No. Now it gets the worst thing. There's a third clip, and I'm going to go right to the last clip where Sheila Jackson doesn't get the big scheme of things when she says, "Well, why don't you shut down the Canadian sites?" Yeah, and then the lawyer says, "Well, we were talking to the guy, you know, see, and they said, well, just shut them down. You shut them down here." And so so the woman finally cracks. She should. What she should have said was, "Because we didn't like shutting it down. We we think that it's better that it's up, and we have reasons for that." And she finally defends herself. It takes forever. And this is the woman from Craigslist. Uh, yeah, the the lawyer for Craigslist. She yeah. finally comes out and defends herself, and then Sheila Jackson doesn't understand what she's talking about. But the fact of the matter is I had to listen to this and hours and hours of this to get to this. I think it is a business judgment that the company makes. I think that the other side of the coin is that what you might be getting is that the government would ask you, well, why are you doing it, and may make some kind of uh plea or make some kind of statement or whether it be positive or hostile why are you taking it down but that has not happened i don't see the basis of negotiating with the government on a private entity that can take take it down let, let well, me there, there is an actually an answer to that and that is that not everybody as you see in some of the materials we submitted a lot of advocacy groups think that taking down adult services was the wrong thing to do setting aside the issue that it gives nowhere for legitimate adult services to uh, have a forum uh, a lot of the advocacy groups feel very disappointed because it's much diff- much more difficult to find the victims now dispersed on these other sites that are non-cooperative. Um, so, you know, Craigslist made the decision to do it here, but that does not mean it's a company position that is that this is the right move. Um, and that's why, you know, it has not gone ahead and done it in Canada because Canada so far has said that, has not said that they think that that is the answer either. Well, let me just conclude uh, by saying that we will probably agree to disagree, but I'm not in the discussions with Canada, and I do recognize that law enforcement has said uh, that the sites have generated uh, 
an opportunity for them to press for the victims and then find the perpetrators. I would say uh, with uh, Chief, uh, uh, the chief that we might give him other resources uh, to find these perpetrators or enough resources to find them and not proliferate sites in other places. I think the sites yeah, are yeah, yeah. quite destructive. Give her the hook. Right. So somebody up there should have said, let's legalize prostitution and put a stop to this whole thing. Yeah, like Norway <clears throat> or Denmark. So- what is it, Norway or Denmark? I don't know. They're it's all over the place. Uh, but uh, I'm sorry, John, but the way I see this, it's a systematic close-in. Yeah, They're saying well. two things. And and the thing that – so this this whole shutdown Craigslist, uh, whatever, right, whatever. But what really – you know, how about rentboys.com? They're not going to shut that down because 90% of all these, these male politicians are undercover gay – how come they're not calling for that? Rentboys.com. It's an international site. How come they don't want to shut that down? That's not good enough? Uh, yeah. No, uh, exactly. Exactly. You don't have traffic men? Anyway, the thing that worries me the most is that they're now saying that engineers, i.e. sysadmins, are terrorists. And yeah, I love that. It, no, it's very, very disturbing. Very well, the disturbing. sysadmins should be bent out of shape and find out the guys who did this thing and, and then hack the shit out of and them. And terrorize them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not that we adv- uh, advocate uh, terrorism or any other uh, such activities. On the next show, by the way, we will get to the uh, crazy crap going on in, in uh, Las Vegas. Ooh, good. That's a nice tease. Yeah, basically murdering some poor guy in the uh, Costco. Costco. No, but we, we, you know, I already emailed you. We mentioned that story when it happened yeah, three months ago. we don't have all these ago. details about them not, not destroying the evidence against themselves and all the rest of it. It's just too too good. Oh, okay. I didn't know about that. That, that there was this was a follow up. I thought it was like, oh, this is news. We already did the news. No, no, this has got all kinds of stuff. Okay, it's good. Just frightening. Could you put that in your notes so we don't forget? Uh, it's right here at the top of the list. <laughs> And it also brings back the meme about the, I think it's part of the, you know, the federal cops versus the local cops. Locals are incompetent. The federals are competent. And that's coming back into play. I think that's going to be a big uh, theme for the next year. Please support this show by going to Dvorak.org slash NA. Even if it's a $5 a month subscription, that really does help. It uh, sustains the show so we can pay bills. Coming to you from Gitmo Nation West in uh, the People's Republic of Southern California. Yay, in the morning, everybody. I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where it's, I don't know, what, what is with this weather? Is it going to ever end? I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on Thursday right here on No Agenda. Well, as Blackwater, it became a household name for work in Iraq. But now Z Services is gearing up for a new mission and potentially some new ownership. Joining us uh, now first on CNBC is Eric Prince, uh, founder and chairman of Z Services. And, and Eric, you haven't been CEO for for how long now? Uh, about a year now. About a year now. Not out of the day-to-day. Blackwater, Z, it's still dealing, I mean, you get business from the federal government even at this point. Right? New deals continuing to be signed. Still uh, heavily engaged in Afghanistan and other parts around the world. What, what recent uh, signings? Uh, to, for what type of uh, services? There was some additional security work that was just awarded in the last few weeks. In the last few weeks. Where does everything else stand in, in, in terms of um, some of the, the issues that, that arose in the last three or four years? with, with uh, Most of them come into resolution, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, after... After three and a half years of a 
of an assault by some of the bureaucracy, kind of a proctology exam brought on by, uh, by, by some in Congress, uh, it's time to hang it up because uh, I think some in, some in Washington view politics a lot more important than performance in the field. As the public sentiment and media sentiment moves back and forth, where are we now in terms of um, the, the idea that, that a, a firm like Blackwater is a necessary, maybe some people don't like you know, what, what, uh, what the firm's involved with, but are we back to where people realize this is the kind of thing, it's a dirty job that someone has to do it? There's a lot of fatigue at, uh, you know, Afghanistan. The, the conflict there is the longest one in American history now. Uh, one of the real challenges the U.S. has is getting control of their costs and how to, how to conduct these operations. Afghanistan costs per soldier almost twice as much as it does in Iraq because of the limited logistics flow. So using the private sector to find ways to do things cheaper, smarter, better, the U.S. is going to have to do that. You know, the total military spending in the world, the U.S. spends half of that, and that's an unsustainable number. So you're going to have to turn to private sector, um, you know, efficiency initiatives if, if the U.S. is going to be able to project power, help its friends, whether it's hard power or soft power, uh, doing the work overseas. There's been so much talk about comparing the surge in Iraq to the surge in Afghanistan and the differences between insurgents in Iraq and Afghan fighters, right, and, and just the physical terrain, everything. Right. Can a surge work as well, half as well? Not, not at all? What? I, I won't comment on whether it will work or not. I'll just comment on how difficult it is to do it logistically. When you have to fly in a lot of your jet fuel that you're using every day, you can't even truck it in because the roads are so bad through Pakistan or, or coming out of Uzbe Uzbekistan. Uh, it's just hard. It's, I mean, all this, the troops for that surge are not even on the ground yet, won't even be in there till August. So whereas in Iraq you could uh, fly them in, boat them in, truck them in, uh, it, it's just that much harder. It's a remote country with um, a lot more gravel roads than paved. You know, Eric, we, we hear that this discovery of uh, incredibly important minerals uh, could be a game changer. How, how do you think that could possibly change the game, uh, and what could happen? Well, I think Afghanistan is a beautiful country, and it reminds me uh, a lot of parts of it of Colorado. Um, there's, there's great opportunity to, to extract resources from the ground, but you have to have infrastructure, you have to have roads and rule of law to do that uh, and some kind of security. In many parts of Afghanistan, it's safe enough to do that now. Uh, if you ship it out to the north uh, or to the, to the northeast, it's possible to get those mines to get that stuff going. But um, you have to have uh, enough of a rule of law and enough security to do that. And it sounds like that's a long way away. Uh, mostly in the southeast is where it's the worst. But, but parts of the country, it's absolutely doable. So you need the money that's in the ground to build the infrastructure, but you need the infrastructure to get what's in the ground out to get what the money. What comes first, the chicken or the egg? That's the, that's the question. Yeah, it's, it's a real problem. Uh, obviously, <clears throat> we're still talking about the news uh, from yesterday. Just any comments on, I mean, it, it, you're not, is it a... Is it make it harder with, with General Petraeus? I mean, in that McChrystal has been has been there and, and knows Karzai so well. Are we are we losing anything? Probably. I mean, this. Well, is General McChrystal's a great warrior, very well respected by the troops, um, as is General Petraeus, and, um, and and politically acceptable uh, to do the mission. I mean, he was CENTCOM commander, so it's not like he's been out of the loop. So that mission will continue. I think one of the hardest things for a guy like General McChrystal, uh, if he was getting complaints from his troops, it was very restrictive rules of engagement, um, the, uh, constant restraints on what they could do. I mean, you can't drop a bomb from an airplane in Afghanistan without having a lawyer sign off on it. We've almost allowed lawyers to become what political officers were in the Soviet Union, the guys that truly can approve uh, and, and, and nix anything a battlefield commander can do. And it's, it's, 
it's very makes it so tough in a 24-hour news cycle for a ground commander to wage war in an insurgency where you have all those uncertainties, all those risks, trying to protect your people, trying to do a job and protect civilians to be constantly second-guessed by, by lawyers, inspector generals, and, and sniping critics back in Washington. All right, well, it's great having you on. Whenever you're on, I feel like I'm getting like a Tom Clancy like thing going or something. I, uh, um, it's, it's interesting to talk about. Hanging it up. The business is for sale, and uh, it's early in the process, but we'll, uh, I will be we exiting the U.S. government market completely. Bloody, bloody, blah. <clears throat> Bullshit! Bullshit.